right ramblers, let's get rambling. My name is Steve and thank you for listening. This is a special episode of, for me, These Films Are The Juice. Um, I had the delight of recording this episode with two of my oldest friends, uh, Dan and Dean. Um, the three of us have been, have known each other for a long time. We went to primary school together, uh, spent a lot of our kind of formative years hanging around together and um, I think have, have been quite big influences in our love and, and taste of, of films. And in this episode, we're going to talk specifically about uh, our love for Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, um, who we kind of really got into uh, around the same time, between the age of 14 and 18, um, what our thoughts were of them then, uh, what our thoughts were of them now, uh, and a direct comparison between the two um, over the years as well. Um, from this episode, you'll be able to tell that um, Dan and Dean are very... Um, very funny um i kind of uh, lag behind in the in the funny stakes but um but they both they both absolutely crack me and, and each other up uh, a lot during this episode uh, i had a lot of, had a lot of fun recording it um similar to uh the episode with um david and alan from uh, i finally watched um yeah i've got to try and time these things a little bit better i took up a good three plus three plus hours of their um of their time but um but yeah, I really appreciated it. We we had a lot of fun recording it, had a lot of laughs, and um, yeah, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy listening to it as well. So uh, yeah, without any further ado, this is myself, my uh, friend Dan, my friend Dean, and um, yeah, this is us talking about Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Let's get into it. Okay, so this episode of for me, these films are the juice is a uh, special one for me. Um, so I'm here with talking to a couple of old friends of mine, uh, Dean and Dan. Hello, both. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> no, 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 just, you know, it's a bit kind of formal. Um, so, uh, yeah, as, uh-huh. you, as you'll both know, because you're both avid listeners to, to my podcast, um, when I uh, when I first started it, I, um, I, did, I did mention you both, not by name, uh, just so ah. that kind of, you know, I always look back to, you know, when we were kind of, I, I tried figuring out, I think it was between kind of ages of like 14 and 18 that we kind of, we all kind of, kind of got into film. At the around that age, yeah. yeah. Around that kind of time. Um, so I was kind of look back to that and I was kind of like really into film and then kind of maybe lost my way a little bit with life stuff. Uh, but then, Trials and um, tribulations. Trials and tribulations. But then, um, yeah, kind of back into it again recently. So that's kind of why I started the, started the podcast. So yeah, really good to, um, I've been hoping to kind of do this kind of thing with you two. So that's, thank you for your time. And, um, no worries. And um, yeah, so today we're going to talk about uh, Robert De Niro and Alphonse Pacino. Um and uh, yeah, basically how much we loved them when we were, when we were kids. We're gonna have a little comparison of some of their films and yeah, kind of what we what we think about them nowadays. Um, so uh, so yeah, uh, if we just kind of get straight into it, really. Um, so kind of like I said, I think like I said, I think it was about ages of like fourteen to eighteen and stuff when we kind of all three of us kind of got into film at the at the same time. And um, you guys might not remember this, but I remember we kind of went through phases. Um, like, I remember us having like a horror phase where we'd all kind of catch up on yeah horrors from back in the day. I'm... Slashers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Dean, I'm pretty sure I remember you lending me um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre like, the first time I... I and I taped it off the television? That's <laughs> given our age away a bit. But yeah, I remember I remember kind of watching loads. I remember watching Halloween. I'm pretty sure I borrowed that off one of you guys as well. My mum being like, Stephen, you're watching a lot of you're watching a lot of horror films at the minute. <laughs> I remember being yeah, it was not too healthy. Um, corrupting you, corrupting me indeed. But what do you kind of guys remember about that kind of time and everything? And what do you think kind of got you into into film, maybe in a bit more of a, a full on way? Um, shall I go first? Go for it. Go. Yeah. Um, I don't know really. I think. Well, I was an only child for a long time when I was younger, so I think just, you know, when your parents can't pay you enough attention or whatever, they pop you in front of the TV, they put a VHS on, wouldn't they, you know, and that would entertain you for an hour and a half, two hours. So I think just getting into that way, and I know it's a bit of a cliche, but it was always a bit of an escape, wasn't it, for a couple hours, you know? Take you to a different, you know, a different land almost, a, a different world with all these characters and all these situations. So, yeah, I think probably that, yeah, just being a kid. And I remember watching Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, religiously. Uh, <laughs> and just, yeah, being obsessed with that film and kind of like, and the, the location as well. You New York as a location, just being like, it almost seemed like another world, didn't it? And yeah, I think yeah. for English people, especially like America itself, seems like a, like a, just an imaginary land, doesn't it? So... And I always associated films with America, so I think yeah. it was, yeah, maybe that. Kind of sparked spark the uh, imagination quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, no, I got you. How about yourself? Um. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, for me, I think it was it was more my mum really. She always had a, a huge video collection, and then I think, you know, just I think I, one of my earliest memories, well, not earliest, but you know, film film wise, was when I had my appendix out and I was off school for such a long time. And then just consumed so many cakes. Uh, consumed so many. Um, <laughs> Farley crusts. Oh, so um, recent, recent love, is it? That was recent. But yeah, just consumed so many films in that period of time. And then I think, um, I think it was kind of like as we moved like into DVDs, it kind of became that sort of reinvigoration that, like, we could then go and buy films that weren't always readily available you know because i think this you know this predates you know the internet this is like still early days of the internet where you've you know where it's not as as it is now with with, with streaming etc so yeah. i think it was that sort of thing where we could just go and you know we we're starting to earn a little bit of money from jobs and we yeah, would go yeah. and get five dvds from mvc or hmv wherever it was yeah. and other shops do exist and um, <laughs> I, and yeah and it was just that that we'd go together and buy these films yeah swap films and you know try you know you we'd have different collections to each other and that was like a source of sort of pride yeah and yeah we just that was that was kind of how it kind of began, yeah i think yeah, yeah. We would watch i agree with that together. Yeah, definitely. And we'd go for the rare ones as well, wouldn't you? You know, you'd hear, oh, like cult classics, or when you're into Take a certain actor, you'd go, yeah, yeah, great film. Have you heard of this one? You know, and then it'd be like almost, oh, I've got it on DVD, and yeah. the excitement of, like, watch. Sometimes it'd be a disappointment, you know, but you'd have that excitement when you, oh, this is meant to be a really good film. Like, not that many people know about it. Yeah. It's starring, you know, this guy and this guy who we love. Do you want to fancy sitting there and watch it? And it was the excitement, wasn't it, of yeah. what it could be and. 
Because you didn't have YouTube or anything then, did you, to watch the trailer or to watch scenes from it and ruin it for yourself, you know? So you're going into it almost, like, blind, just not knowing what to expect, just these, these things you'd hear, like, hearsay and rumours, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I think with the, um, <clears throat> with the DVDs as well, you kind of get, you get the, the making of and the, you know, the commentary yeah. and stuff. So you go start deeper learn, into it. Yeah, you start to learn, the, like, the bits behind the scenes and who else might have been up for the film or something, you know, crazy stuff that happened on set and, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So you kind of just, yeah, you start to, to learn and enjoy things that way. And I remember us all kind of constantly just being like, oh, did you, did you know that so-and-so? Did you know that, um, you know, De Niro did a audition to be Sonny in, in The Godfather and stuff? And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, just kind of talking to each other and, and learning that stuff. And I think for me as well, along with that, my, um, I think my brothers were a big, were a big influence on it as well. So like, um, so Mike's always been a big kind of film buff and, and everything. And I, I kind of mentioned it when I talked about um, Pulp Fiction. I was like, the, we had the Pulp Fiction VHS in my house for yeah. pretty much as long as I can remember. And I was I never knew how the hell it got there. And it, I'm sure that Mike had to have bought it and stuff. Um, uh, and then, yeah, and him kind of, he lived away. So whenever he'd come down to visit, he'd bring like films that he'd watched. And, and kind of, so he, the first time I watched um, The Thing, like John Carpenter's The Thing, he brought that down. Yeah. Amazing. Even, even like newer another. Ones. Sorry, sorry, Mike, go sorry. On. No, go on. You go, go. Finish. I was say, even like even like newer ones. I remember kind of um, he brought down Dead Man's Shoes when that had just that had just come out. Oh yeah, great depressing it. film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very depressing, but, but a good one. And, uh, That's what SpongeBob movie after that. <laughs> I remember bringing it. I remember bringing it to to your house, Dan, and we all watched it. And then you were straight away. You were off doing um, impressions of of Toby. <laughs> I'm not sure you can still do those. No, I don't think you can. Just give it a little insight into, you know, different different sides. No one took any offence. Um, Um, Dean, hope you don't mind me mentioning. I mentioned this on our on our messages the other night. One of my one of my abiding memories is coming to knock on your door, um, and I could all I could all I could hear was the ending scene for The Godfather Part Three on your. TV VHS all in one TV thing <laughs> in your kitchen, and all I could hear yeah. is ah! and then <laughs> and then I knocked on the door and just saw you <laughs> blur stomping up the stairs, <laughs> and then you came back, and then you came back down out of breath, and you're like, oh god, I thought you, were, I thought it was your brother. I was just there in my pants. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I think my stepdad was doing work on your brother's house this week at the time. Yeah. Maybe is that right? So yeah. it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been odd for him to turn up, you know. So yeah. I haven't seen you for a little while at that point. So I'm just there comfortably watching the Gotham Part Three on uh, my all-in-one television in my boxer shorts, <laughs> probably the Coco Pops down my front. And then, uh, yeah, the, I can't explain the fear, uh, <laughs> the fear I felt when I uh, when I seen you through the window. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the fastest I've ever run, if I'll be honest. Oh. Looked like you had been feeling <laughs> something else. <laughs> no, no, it was the cover part three. So yeah, like I say, you kind of we went through like, like I say, went through our phases and stuff. And then I, I remember, yeah, just kind of, I think, I think kind of what came first was, like you say, kind of what, picking up DVDs of films that we knew were kind of classics or you know, kind of were thought of as yeah. and stuff. And then I think I, I, I can't remember exactly, but I assume that's kind of then what got us into De Niro and Pacino because you know we wanted to watch. Like classics from the 70s and stuff and you know nine times out of New... it's going to star one of those two isn't it <clears throat> yeah and i think just it's to the it's almost like the beatles and the rolling stones isn't it or like uh like da vinci and you 
in a certain craft. It's like you know these people before you know them. Do you know what I mean? You've heard their names before you've even seen any of their films, haven't you? You know, before you're old enough to see a De Niro or a Pacino film, you already know those names. You know they're well thought of, don't you? So yeah. I think there's always a, that intrigue there, isn't there? You know, you're, you're going to watch their films at some stage. You know, you have to, don't you? You can't call yourself a film fan or a yeah. film enthusiast without starting to get into their filmography, you know? It's yeah. like they're in some of the biggest films, most acclaimed films of all time, aren't they? So yeah. it's, you're bound to, and I think we we're of that age, like you said, when we started getting into films, say 14, when you start getting into, you know, gangsters and guns and not saying that's the only films they're in, but, you know, some of their biggest films is, that's what it seemed to be about, didn't it? So yeah. you, you find it kind of almost like cool and you wanted the action, you wanted the, the, the gangster lifestyle and all that kind of stuff, didn't you? So I yeah. think that's probably where the interest sparked, especially at that age. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think, um, I don't know, I was just thinking as well, like, I think I think Tarantino was a big, um, oh, yeah, big influence in that way as well, because we obviously, we kind of were, I remember me and you going to watch, um, Dean, me and you going to watch both Kill Bill films at the at the cinema and stuff. And yeah, yeah, I remember that. What, 2000? Fezzan one or two, maybe? So. Yeah, maybe. And his, obviously all of his films kind of, you know, well, obviously De Niro was in Jackie Brown, but, yeah, you know, his films are, you know, they they always hark back to, you know, the 70s and the 80s. Yeah, and yeah. So you're kind of like, oh, I need to watch, I need to watch, yeah, kind of everything from, from back then to, to really appreciate Tarantino's films as well, like, you know, all the films yeah, exactly. that are coming out now. And, um, it's a bit of a shame as well that we kind of so you know we're both we're sorry all three of us are what 85 86 babies 86 let's not add a year on should we please all 86 all 86 babies <laughs> yeah. um, so we just kind of you know we were nine when heat came out and we're using heat as a bit of a kind of you know cut off point for for a kind of discussion between the two of them today yeah but um so we kind of missed them at their best maybe um yeah there's almost like a prime isn't there for yeah. actors it seems a certain age and i think maybe when we got a, like 14 or something they probably already passed their prime wouldn't they it seems to be yeah everything yeah i agree kind of... i think you agree everything was well, kind of think... retro retrospective wasn't it yeah yeah i think um i think pacino took more of a uh more of a dive in his performances towards sort of our teens I think I think De Niro's kind of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Sorry, I thought that was a tick there. I don't know what happens. Oh my god, Jersey Girl! I think in recent years there've there've been some you know there's been some noticeable improvements. Yeah, yeah, resurgence as it were. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, So. So yeah, so then I suppose kind of yeah, going through the horror phase and then the, then the kind of classics phase. That's when we kind of really got into De Niro and Pacino, and, and we kind of had those um, yeah conversations about them and like you know who did mm, you prefer? Who you preferred? And yeah. um, so so me, I know I was a Pacino guy over the two of them, but uh, Dean, I remember you were a De Niro one, and so yeah. I cannot remember you. I, I think I put it on the notes. I was like, I cannot remember if you had a preference or. He I was always Pacino, but watching yeah. watching some of these movies back, I, I've, I've I've really had to question. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the the performances from Pacino, 
yeah, so the performances from Pacino, they're definitely strong performances. I just think that, I think he was kind of unfortunate to be in some pretty rubbish movies. Mm. You know, obviously that's subjective, but, you know, you know, in in Serpico and even in, uh, even in Cruising, like, there was, you know, their overdubbed performances and stuff like that, so... Mm. So, mm. yeah, I still stand by that. I think he w- was my favourite at that time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, some questionable oh, so, movies for sure. So Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry no, no, just sticking myself down just for a sec. So why, why do you think, when you were that age, why do you think Pacino was your, your, one, your choice out of the two? Oh, I know, I know definitively it was his eyes in Godfather. We used mm. to talk about that a lot. It was just the acting that he would do with his eyes. Mm. He was, he was a, he's a serial lip licker as well, isn't he? <laughs> so, <laughs> in his defence, they're usually his own. Yeah, but, I think that was in his biography, wasn't it? <laughs> Known for it. Famous Known for it. Who had? But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think even Heat as well. I think like he, he did a lot yeah, of lip licking he... in the opening scene of that. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, Get that man a chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> it's the clearest uh, and concise way to kind of look at the two of them together. Oh yeah, um, and you know screen time together, etc. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just yeah, it was just Pacino for me. I just think I think he was more transformative as an actor. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, as good as De Niro is, and he's obviously amazing. Mm-hmm. I just, I, you always know. As, as I was saying, as good as um, I think De Niro is, um, and this may just be because he's just such a recognisable face. Um, I just always feel like I'm watching Robert De Niro play someone. Whereas Pacino's a nobody, obviously. <laughs> Well, I just think he was, you know, you stick that hand on my moustache on him and he could be in any film from the 70s. <laughs> Not any film. <laughs> <laughs> A specific film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, oh, um, God. They're in theatres too. <laughs> I could definitely, um, I could definitely get what you're, what you're saying there. I think, I, I'm pretty sure I had, yeah, this was something that I said back back then as well, but like, Pacino in his in his performances, even though he could do subtlety, like like you say, like the Godfather and everything, there was always um, like fire in his eyes, like you know what I mean, or they were there was always some kind of extra thing that he was doing. Wildness, I mean, almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas, whereas with De Niro, I don't know. Sometimes, like even though he could give wild, crazy um, performances and and kind of take you somewhere else, there was always like a not, not dead, deadness isn't the right word, but there was always a a thing you couldn't quite get behind, like you know, in his heart, in his eyes. I always felt, um, which is like you know, for, which is good. But I don't know. I think maybe just Pacino kind of just dragged me in a little bit more, or kind of you know, um, into the film. How about so? What about yourself though, Dean? What was your kind of uh, or made De Niro your uh, your guy? Um, possibly. Maybe I just preferred his films. Don't get me wrong. It's not as if I didn't like Al Pacino. See, obviously, I thought he was a great actor. Hams it up a little bit, doesn't he? Goes a bit over the top sometimes. But um, I just think, just looking back on it, just thinking, and especially rewatching scenes, you know, as we're comparing them for this podcast, just reminded me of 
like the goosebumps I would get at certain parts of his performances, you know? Like, yeah. I just remember just watching it at the time. It's like, wow, you know? Like, yeah. the way it make you feel that just, you're just being completely engrossed mm. by this perform by him in this performance. And I understand what you're saying about, about him as well in certain aspects, but I love Pacino. I think Pacino is amazing in The Godfather. I think, you know, I think he's amazing in Dog Day Afternoon. I think he's amazing in loads of things. I just don't think, and I there's moments where I've watched Pacino before and I've been like, wow. But I just think there's more moments with Robert De Niro where I've been staring at the screen and all going wow than yeah. there was for Pacino. Do you know what I mean? And I just think, I just find De Niro a bit more of a mystery. A bit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe because I've got a mole and he's got a mole. Uh, maybe it was just, <laughs> maybe just, maybe it was boiled down to that. You know, Pacino was moleless. You know, he's seen a lot of him in that vest <laughs> in cruising. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't a one. I couldn't find one. I looked. Trust the man, me. The man does not have a mole. No, he, he's, yeah, moleless. That's, I think that was in his biography as well. Yeah. <laughs> I like the little lips. I have no mole. Long walks in the parks. <laughs> I walk from the park, lick my lips, and I'm moleless. <laughs> form, form an orderly cue, ladies. I, uh, I think I, I think I always just used, um, I used Mean Streets as a stick to bat Robert De Niro with. Oh, you can bat the film till it's, <laughs> you can't you? But you can't bat that performance. He's the uh, best. Yeah. The only thing worth like, it's just pure charisma when he steps on the screen in that film. It's. The worst part about that film is that he's not in all of it, you know? I think the film, yeah, per se, is a bit dated and stuff, but as far as his performance, I don't think you can, you can, uh, uh, what's the word, critique his performance in that at all. I think he's just pure fireball of charisma as soon as he steps on the screen and as soon as he leaves it. So, come on, what are you going to say about that? Sorry, I've got... You got my back up. So I'm thinking about the moles. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no argument. <laughs> no, no, I haven't really got to come back to that. To be fair, you're right. He is the best. He is the best thing about the film, and I think I think both. You know, I think Pacino and De Niro, and you know, seventy-five percent of the things they're in, they're usually the best things about the film. And you do, yeah, you do judge a movie. If you know, if it's really hard to follow a movie, you know, it doesn't really last long in mm. in your memory. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe unfairly a, a, a black mark against. Is it, is it more? You just you just kind of didn't enjoy Mean Streets. Oh, Mean Streets was dreadful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was. That's a difficult watch. Like, I just. I, hard, I, it, yeah. I tried. I think maybe I've watched it twice. Um, and that was once when I was 16, 17, and then I watched 20 minutes of it again recently, mm. and yeah, it's, it's, it's dreadful, it's just that, bad, it's just... Was, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was one that three of us watched together, I've, I'm pretty sure I have a memory of watching it down at, down at Dean's house. That um, does ring a bell, yeah. And I think, at the time, it was one of those, I think maybe we got 20, 30 minutes in and we were kind of just like... Just started talking. Looking at each other, maybe. Just yeah. Started, just started talking and, and maybe, yeah, kind of weren't really yeah. into it. When's the violence? When's the titties? Come on. <laughs> this, is, this is the 70s. You take a risk. Yeah. It? You know? yeah. And, the, you, and you could only see it through Harvey Cartel's hands. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was a titty, was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I better rewatch that one. Yeah, there was. 
<laughs> just gone from a five to a six in my in my ranking. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about something else. Six to midnight. Six to midnight. <laughs> 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 gone from a five to a five point five. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're getting older. We're, we're getting older now. <laughs> we're getting a little older now. That's that's a um, that's a marked improvement for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Won't be long before the shrinkage kicks in. Um, <laughs> All right, Seinfeld. <laughs> so, um, so just a couple of things on De Niro, and Patil, um, De Niro and Pacino, just kind of in general. When so, yeah, when we were in that impressionable age. Um, so I remember. Um, Channel 4 used to do their top 100, you know, top 100 films of all time, top 100 movie stars of all time, and top top 100 greatest movie stars of all time, De Niro was number two, and Pacino was number one. Um, and we kind of talked about this just a minute ago, but I remember seeing Dean, not, not, I think maybe the day after it was on, and he was just like, I can't, I can't believe it, I was stunned. I just got, I when, when De Niro comes second, I'm like, what? what? Pacino's going to be above De Niro, what? how does that work? Um... For like, it's hard because I always think of them both as actors, not movie mm. stars. Do you think maybe if you're just looking at it from a movie star perspective, because we're going to talk more about performances and the acting of it, do you think Pacino was a, or yeah, say like back in the early 2000s, was maybe more renowned as more of a movie star than De Niro was? Or do you think De Niro had it on him as a movie star, as someone who would lead a film? And um, a I think it's. It? I think. First of all, they're both actors more than movie stars. It's yeah. Both of them, aren't they? You know, I, yeah, I definitely think you both see more of actors and movie stars. As to who's more of a movie star, I suppose, you know, would you say Pacino's more handsome? And they're both not necessarily have movie star looks, do they? I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still a bit confused by that. Um, that decision, to be honest, <laughs> I think about, I think I think about it daily. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I was probably more annoyed at that stage because I had smoked the joint or whatever. I don't know, but um, yeah, who <sighs> was more of a movie star? Well, what films were they doing? When would this this would have been early noughties, wouldn't it? So this was yeah, this was that time. I... So De Niro would have just done Rocky and Bullwinkle, and Tina <laughs> would have done Jersey Girl. So I'm surprised even got on the list. To be fair. Um, <laughs> Yeah, who was more of a movie? But Pacino, I suppose, wasn't he? You know, I think, maybe. I think that as well. Like you know, I think. I don't know. Well, Pacino um, had just done Glen Gary, Glen Ross, Scent of a Woman, Carlito's Way, like yeah. in the space of three years. Ten years earlier. Let's come on. Let's. Uh, I, take I always, some notes. I always kind of put it down <laughs> to like the, the the start of their careers, like. <laughs> I always put it down to the start start of their careers with the movie star thing because. Pacino was the lead actor in, um, he was the lead actor in Godfather, Godfather Part Two, yeah. Serpico, um, Dog Day Afternoon. Like he was the he was the headline, whereas yeah. De Niro he was supporting in Godfather Two. He was supporting in. Uh, yeah. He was. Yeah. Like, he was maybe more. They're both actors from a similar, you know, the method actors that kind of thing. Yeah, but, um, maybe school, Pacino yeah. was more the kind of the headline, you know, he became the, the lead actor, you know, the, the kind of movie star, maybe more so than, than De Niro. Um, yeah, that's correct. And I think even uh, De Niro's more open to supporting roles, isn't he? Like, now you... Like, no, he's I more, can't he's actually... more gracious. He's such and a I gracious reckon... actor. Yeah. No, I can't think... Like, I know Pacino has done supporting roles, but if you think, like, 
in the eighties, De Niro in Angel Heart and stuff like that. You know, it's that was a no, that was a supporting role, though, wasn't it? It's. Louis I think Tyson. he was just more, yeah, more open to it. So maybe you do look at him like that, you know, like he's he does play. He's not always the main man, is he? You know, mm. he's can sometimes. So maybe that's why. Maybe people just see Pacino more as this. He's got to be this. He can't be anything less than. Yeah. The be all and end all of the film. Do you know what I mean by that? I'm not saying it's put him down at all. No, I can't think of but, many ensemble casts that Pacino kind Glenn of. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, like you already said, he's, he's, I suppose he's kind of. Is he supporting in that? It's been a while since I've seen it. He's he not is, the main guy, is he? He's still quite a standout, though, isn't he? He's still a. a big he's, role, he's, yeah. Uh, he's the big sweary, shouty. Um... He's so loud. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that's the thing. He's the... just. What's that film where he plays opposite? It's quite a weird film. He plays opposite a plank of wood for an hour and a half. Keanu Reeves. Um, <laughs> Devil's Advocate. The dev, where he plays, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He, I suppose that you could call that a sporting role, couldn't you? Donnie Brasco, Whereas, maybe. I think that was... Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. There you go. Johnny Depp was more on the rise then. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, do think, I do think he doesn't really fill that part of an ensemble cast as well as yeah. De Niro. But De Niro, you know, yeah. And I think Jackie Brown. Yeah. And I think Yeah, even Goodfellas as well, you know, it's yeah. shared oh, Yeah, so Ray Liotta. Um and I think um I think maybe Scarface pushed it over the edge as well. That's a that's a movie star performance, isn't it? That's a, Yeah. That's very a, big, very loud, exactly. very Yeah. The post Yeah, he is more loud, isn't he? Very more like Pacino, isn't he? In his performance is very you yeah. know not saying it's a negative way, but yeah. Quite loud and brash and like look especially in Scarface, you know? Yeah. Very uh, iconic and Yeah. Exactly. Long lasting. Whereas De Niro maybe I well, it, this probably wasn't his first lead performance, but the one that comes to mind is Taxi Driver. And yeah. Like you were just saying, Dan, like in, in that film, he's the lead, he's the main one on the poster, you know, it's him walking through New York City streets and stuff, but the big the big scenes I think of that one are him and Scorsese in the taxi. And he's kind yeah. of like given Given Scorsese a, ta- uh, a uh, acting lesson in it, you know he's he's saying to him like you know make me make me you know kind of put the put the meter back on and um, he's not talking he's just looking at him through the mirror and he's letting yeah he's letting Scorsese, quiet he's letting Scorsese's amazing acting skills come through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's a performance he hasn't bested uh, until he was in Up. Um... <laughs> 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 oh, hey. oh God, uh, that was a good one, Dan. Good. Well, Cut that one out, Steve, as well. If you could. <laughs> Empire Magazine. Empire Magazine was was massive. I remember us looking through. Um, Dan, I think it was. I think you got the copy where it was like the hundred greatest movies of all time, and I remember us going through page by page, just like, have you seen it? Have you not? We need to watch that. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, they did a. Um, so this, mm-hmm. so I checked out last night. It was two thousand one. So they did the top, top thirty, ah. top thirty greatest living actors, and um, the top five. I remember that people voted on, and this was so they were still alive at this point. Um, so it uh-huh. was De Niro, Pacino, Jack Nicholson, Paul Newman, and Martin Brando. Um, so the top yep. five. Does, do you want to know what? The, do anyone want to take a guess? What the yes, top five please. Was? Yeah, go for it. Oh. Uh, so say them again, sorry. So it was Newman, Brando, De Niro, Pacino, and did you say Nicholson? Yes. So in order from five to one, who do you think? What do you think it was? I would guess 
Newman, five. Nicholson four. Okay. Uh, this is my heart speaking here. Pacino three. Ooh, you. What? Okay. De Niro two. Brando one is what I would guess their order would have been. Dan, any any different from that? Yeah, I mean, I would have I would have said I would have I would have had what's his name? I would have had Newman at uh, five still. Yeah. And then I would have done. Um. Wait, who were they again? I've got Nick. I know Nicholson. So Nicholson, Brando. Martin Scorsese, oh, Brando, Brando, Adam yeah, Sandler. Brando, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I know Brando's super highly thought of, but I mean, he just didn't have a lot of, of content. Yeah, but give that man a lump of butter, and he'll show you something. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, <laughs> I would say, um, Nicholson five that. No, Newman 5, Ooh. Nicholson, Brando, De Niro, Pacino. Okay. So the actual top five order was Brando 5, Ooh. Newman 4, Nicholson 3, Pacino 2, De Niro 1. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Spies by, because I still would have thought, what was that? Was the early noughties, so... Was Brando still alive? And so, yeah, yeah, he's so, kind of like a god, isn't he? You know, like yeah. almost. You know, so I, I find that I would have thought they would have. I mean, in retrospect now, maybe I would imagine that to be the list, but I yeah. would have thought back then. Yeah. A hundred percent, Brando. I'm very surprised he's number five. Yeah, like Wasn't I said, I'd, in... I'd have thought of Newman as number five as well, but. Yeah. Wasn't he in the score? Well, the I was thing? about to say. I think that was pretty yes. much. That was the last thing he was in before this list was done. And that would have been 2001 as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, but but again, from that, like, <laughs> I I haven't watched the score recently, but I mean, he's I mean, he's barely in it, like you know, he really. Is yeah. In, and he's just. He's well, when he's well, he is. When he is in it, he's definitely in it. Oh. He's, <laughs> but he just himself though. He's just a barrel. Let's get rid of a two shot. I think of that film, doesn't he? <laughs> he's just a barrel in a Hawaiian shirt and a and a, like a trilby kind of thing, like you know. Yeah, um, it's like Jabba the Hutt, isn't it? Exactly. It's, yeah. And, but and again, but I think again, we probably knew this at the time. You you read about it, and he had a problem with the director, so he made he made it so that De Niro would direct his scenes. So De Niro had to direct Marlon Brando. He wouldn't have the director directing any scenes that he was in. Jesus Christ, I man. I mean, God's sake. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I would, but to me, my own personal list would obviously be different than the one I, I think, you know, I appreciate Marlon Brando and what I've seen of him. He's great. I think he's more of a trailblazer yeah. as well, isn't he? You know, like one of the first ones to do the method acting and stuff. For me personally, he wouldn't be my, my num- batch of number one, but yeah. I just thought... How they would have, how they looked at him, in especially you know back then, and yeah. I would have thought 100% he would have been number one. And I'm very shocked that he was five and Newman was four. I had nothing against Paul Newman mm. at all. I love Paul Newman, but I'm quite surprised by that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just maybe supporting what we were saying earlier, hundred greatest movie stars, Pacino number one, De Niro maybe two, greatest living actor, De Niro number one, Pacino number two. So you know, yeah, maybe it's that kind of he's. He's the one that's kind of thought of as, you know, the the actor, the the yardstick that, you know, um, people want to reach to as, you know, this is what I yeah. do, like, you know. Yeah. Um, and I did a, I did a brief uh, Twitter poll, because I'm a podcaster and I do stuff like that, uh, on, um, yeah, just like kind of once and for all, 
who's your number one out of the out of these two. So I put it up a couple of days ago. So we had. And who did your mum and dad vote for? <laughs> <laughs> so we had 23 votes from the 23 bot accounts that I've got, and um, we had. <laughs> well, we had... You won't believe what I'm doing in my stories. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> has anyone has anyone listened to the the Film from the Juice podcast? It's great. Listen to it. Um, so we got so we got Pacino 13 and De Niro 10. So Pacino got the uh, Pacino got the the W on that one. Um, but you know what does that mean? What are people on Twitter now? Well, people um, are idiots nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they follow anything. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so what we're gonna do uh, for anyone that might be listening to this um, <clears throat> is we're gonna do a comparison of performances. We picked six years uh, when they each had a film out. And we're just going to compare who we think had the had the better performance uh, in in the respective films. Um, so we got 1973, 1980, 1983, 1990, 1993, and we got 95, which is just one film. They're both in Heat in '95, so we'll finish off with that one. So first one, 1973, okay. and we got Serpico versus Mean Streets. So let's go to. I tell you what. Dan, I'm going to start with you because I think you're the only one that's rewatched all of these films recently. So um, let's go with I don't yourself. Know what that says about me? <laughs> let's go with yourself. So Dan, um... <laughs> for God's sake, Serpico, Mean Streets. Which, uh, yes. which, so we're just talking about the performance. So try and take the film, your opinion on the <sighs> film, maybe out of it slightly. But talking about performances, who who you got? So yeah, I mean performances alone. I think. We've talk, I mean, we've talked on here recently about how Al Pacino's pretty much just a real shouty actor and, uh, in, you know, in a nice way, <coughs> like real bombast performances, etc. And I think Serpico's probably one of those films where he's actually not like that and he kind of underplays it. And, you know, <coughs> I mean, the story's obviously he's just the one, the one noble cop in a police force that's full of bent cops, etc., um, and I think he plays it really well. I think he's really believable. Is like somebody who's super conflicted, and you know, has his has his morals, and he wants to stand up for something. And I think it's a really good performance. It, the, the mustache is disgraceful. My favorite line in the whole the whole film is when he, I think he transfers um, police precincts, and yeah. he walks in, and the first thing the police uh, clerk behind the deck says. Uh, is that you look like an asshole with dentures. <laughs> <laughs> you you got one footed shit already. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. And, oh, I think he spends after me wearing like a bath mat, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure. The he does wear, he wears a yes. po- yeah, poncho yeah. and a hat and yeah. he's got his little yeah. pet mouse. And it's, it's a really, it's a really weird performance from him, for sure. Um, and yeah, he, he can't run. Anybody who wants to watch this film, just watch it for the first time. He runs, chasing off after a perp. Um, and yeah, he's just he's no he's no Steven Seagal, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great running. I thought it was great, great pounding on the on the uh, on the turf there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sleepers. Um, <laughs> and what about what about De Niro in Mean Streets? 
So yeah, Mean Streets. Uh, I mean, again, it is a really charismatic performance, isn't it? It's just the film itself I really struggled with, which I, I kind of turn off to that film. Um, but performance, I think. Yeah, I think maybe maybe Dean is probably best best to comment on that. So out of the two, you're going for Pacino and Serpico? For me, yeah, yeah. I would say. Okay. Dean, Dino. Okay. Uh, so Serpico. I think there's moments where Pacino's brilliant in it, but I also think it's got some of his hammiest overacting in it. Um, we were speaking about it a little bit before the podcast. Uh, there's a bit where I think he's at the end of his tether, Serpico, with what's going on, and he's um, he's brought this pipe in, and he, this pipe's sitting with a couple of obviously bent officers. Uh, Pacino just loses it, comes in, <laughs> decides to... Uh, push the prisoner up against the bars of the jail and uh, try and strip search him. And at one stage, he actually nearly pulls his trousers <laughs> down right his ass. And I don't know if he was he was preparing for cruising seven years too early. But <laughs> it was, I, I think there's even moments in the scene where you can see Al Pacino's face thinking, am I going too far here? Is this too much? Uh, but no, this is honest. Uh, I could see it. And, um, and then he, what's he do? Then he throws him into the cell after he's uh, revealed his buttocks for the third time. Um, <laughs> handcuffs the cell closed, goes in and uh, decides to take all the rest of his radio on a chair for uh, for a few minutes. <laughs> and I remember watching it. I just I was just watching it. I just remember, well, that happened. Um, I wasn't particularly watching it in awe or anything. It was more like amazement. Um, like it was. I just found it really over the top and like I said I even feel like watching that performance I feel like there is bits where he was stopping and thinking is this too much it's you know I've just revealed this man's butt cheeks just just abused a chair uh, have I gone too far um but yeah that was that scene but then there's uh another scene in it where I thought he he was acting brilliantly um it's I think he goes into the station and a couple of officers are, are trying to intimidate him do you remember this scene? And one had a knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Al Pacino just calmly, like, judo throws him to the floor, <laughs> gets out this this gun. And, <laughs> and, you know, and he's just, he looks at him like, you know, like, don't, don't fuck with me. And I just thought that was, compared to this, uh, this, this other scene, I just thought that was so well acted. And I was like, you know, why couldn't you do that in, in that other scene? It was, it was just such a contrast for me. And I think it just, for me, that's shown the best and worst in what I see in Pacino okay. in those two scenes there. But um, to be honest, I'm quite surprised the officers actually tried anything after seeing what he'd done to that chair. So, um... I think he's actually a, a bit of a... a, bit of a I mean, this is, this is more to do with the film than it is his performance, but comes across as a little bit of a pest in the film as well, which I think was yeah. more of the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, revealing buttocks left, right, and centre. Um, <laughs> right, even with the even the female leads and stuff like that, I think you know he's he's, and this is uh, maybe a. An you think Serpico could be part of the Me Too movement at some stage? I or? think a little bit. That yeah. boat sailed. Yeah, <laughs> I won't be surprised. I mean, Especially he meets his mustache. neighbor. <laughs> he meets his neighbor once, and then he's asking her to come into his garden. Yeah. Um, if you love he a man's very, garden, very, you gotta love the man. He was very touchy-feely with his, um, 
with his uh, with his girlfriend's friends at the uh, the party he was at as well when she turns like, uh, everybody yeah. loves you. Oh my god, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that whole sequence made me cringe actually. Just it was very. I mean, it's very seventies movie, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange, very strange in parts as well, isn't it? Um, another just one a quick example of his. Oh, so I don't mean to bash him because I think he's amazing and brilliant. But another bit is the. Um, Oh, firing without looking. You know when the officers, he's chased the very good chase scene actually. Um, he's chasing oh, well, after the guy. The Remember the robber? Yeah. And um, yeah, and then he's yeah, they're shooting at him, and he's like, "What are you doing? I'm a cop! I'm a cop!" Yeah. And he's cowering in the corner. Like, oh my god! No. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, like he's cowering in the corner, like he's a chair around Al Pacino. And, um, <laughs> Uh, it's just for yeah, yeah, it's yeah, uh, and I just thought it was a little, a little, not as much as the previous scene, but a little over the top. Um, so that's that's all I'll say about that. But I think there's parts of it where he's amazing and he's like brilliantly, it's brilliantly acted. It is like you said, it is a very strange film, and quite a few from the seventies were. But then there's I've can't overlook some of the overacting in that. Um, shall I go on to Mean Streets? Yeah, go for it. Sorry if I'm going on too much. No, no, um, no. I think, like you both, we've already kind of said, I feel the film itself is a little dated. Um, very much of that era, isn't it, you know? Um, but, having said that, if we're looking at the performances, I think De Niro's performance in that is almost, you know, you can't fault it, I would say. Like, the only good thing about that movie is Robert... Well, I haven't seen it for a while, so I can't say that wholeheartedly. But Robert De Niro, just from that first scene, you know, with uh, Jumping Jack Flash playing and that very Scorsese scene where he's got the, a woman on each arm, he comes in, you know, it's just pure charisma just popping out from the screen, you know? Yeah. And from that moment, you're like, who is this guy? You want more of this guy on the screen, you know? And every scene he's in after that, um, what scene did we mention earlier? The mook scene, you know? Yeah. He, he every just every bit of action in that film is also instigated by that character, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that whole scene, if it wasn't for him provoking and would just be them working out their, their differences. But he he makes so every, not only is his acting and his performance the best thing about that film, but his character, any bit of slight action that is in that film is sparked by his character and do you know what I mean by that? Um, yeah, yeah, no, I gotcha, yeah. He's the antagonist, uh, definitely. Yeah, and it's just the the scene, this the scene where he's um, speaks to Harvey Keitel. There's a guy who Johnny Boy owes money to, and unbeknownst to Johnny Boy, he's waiting out front. The guy owes money, so Johnny's telling Harvey Keitel this this lie. He's like, I did pay him this Monday, and then Harvey Keitel reveals to him that oh, the guy's outside. Should we go speak to him? He goes, Oh no, I forgot to make that payment. And then he just spins this this story, this very long winded story, and it's just. Robert De Niro and Harvey Keitel just acting together and yeah. you just can't take your eyes off De Niro, you know, and the performance. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, like we, we've said, that film is now looks quite dated and it can be quite slow. But if we're looking at the performances, I think Robert De Niro's performance in that film is possibly up there with one of his best. Yeah. And it's basically the performance which made him a movie star, isn't it? You know, that's, yeah. and I think you can looking back, you can see why. Whereas Sapkos, he was already a movie star after The Godfather, wasn't he? So, yeah, he never really but, hasn't done much up until that point, had he? No, 
No, I don't. And then it, I think uh, his very next film is Godfather Part Two, maybe. Yeah, I think that's yeah. maybe even the role probably that's you could see why after seeing that you'd be like that is the guy because think of how daunting a role that is to play um, Vito Corleone, mm-hmm. just only two a younger version of Vito Corleone, only two years after um, Marlon Brando had played him, and yeah. what an iconic role that the pressure you somebody must feel, and not only that the person playing that role with me must have felt, but the to choose the person to play that role. But then I think looking back, if you think what they must have been thinking at that time, I think after watching De Niro's performance in Mean Streets, you must be like, that's the guy. This guy can do that's the guy you can take the pressure. That's the guy who's got the talent. That's the guy who's got the charisma yeah. to play that role, you know? Because I think if you've got the wrong actor to play that role, The Godfather Part 2, that whole movie falls apart, doesn't it, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I think yeah. it's... Yeah, I just So if you're asking me what the better film was, uh, probably I'd say Serpico, hands down. If you're asking me what the better performance was, I would say one million percent. Not saying overacting aside, not saying Pacino's is a bad performance, but I would say De Niro in that just blew the doors down with his performance, you know. And that was just almost his announcement to you know to to cinema, you know. I know he's in films, a lot of quite a few films, not that many, a few films before that, but that is almost his, you know. That's like the Beatles on Ed Sullivan for him, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, that is just, I think for me, yeah, 100% De Niro's performance outdoes uh, Pacino's on those particular two movies. Very, very persuasive. I've, I've, gone for, I've gone for Pacino, but you've got me, you've got me definitely questioning it a little bit um, with that. As you um, should. As, as you as should. should. As <laughs> so I'll go, for me, I'll go De Niro first. Um, I think. I, I agree with you completely. I think he was. I think he was brilliant in that film. I think that Harvey Keitel is an unbelievable foil for Robert yeah. De Niro to yeah, to do his to do his thing. So like in, in, when they have their scenes in Taxi Driver, when they have their scenes in this, um, even though Keitel's playing more of a maybe more of an outlandish character in in Taxi Driver, it's some of De Niro's best stuff when they're acting together. Um, yeah, and um, just. <laughs> Yeah, just his kind of, like, the way he talks in it, like, you know, he kind of, you know, he mumbles it through a little bit. It's a, you can see the kind of, maybe the Brando influence there. He's kind of like, um, yeah, he's like, Mook? Mook? What's a Mook? Who's a Mook? What's a Mook? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, one, one of my favourite <coughs> bits from it is when, he, when they're in the pool hall and he jumps on top of the pool table. He's got three or four guys around him. He's got, like, the half pool cue. Just the half a pool cue, yeah. And he's got that, but he's got the De Niro face. He's got the De Niro... You know, he does that face when, like in God, like in Goodfellas, when he's stomping Billy Bats and um, all that kind of thing. Screws his face up a little bit. Yeah. He's like, yeah, come on, he's like biting his tongue a little bit or something. Yeah. Um, the the, the love... Cape Fear. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Cape Fear yeah. face. Um, and uh, and yeah, so no, I think he's I think he's great in that film too. But <sighs> Pacino, that I mean, that is a that's a method actor performance. You know, what I mean, that is a you know because he was. The, the guy, I, I remember seeing a, a documentary about Frank Serpico before, and, um, you know, he, I'm not saying that he impersonates him or, or plays him like exactly how he is, but the guy <clears> is a, a hippie who was thrown into the, you know, the kind of the mean streets of, um, you know, being being in the police force and stuff and having to do things and seeing things that he didn't agree with, um, but he still had to do them and everything. I have to disagree with your running. I thought his running was brilliant. I think it was very uh, pre-Tom, pre-Tom Cruise. I'm gonna um, die on this hill. That's where he got. His, <laughs> that's where he got his running style from. 
and um, it's like and trying just... to put out a fire. No, that, that's that's. <laughs> I'm very indifferent. See, I don't remember anything good or bad about the running. I don't think it was, uh, you know, I, uh, like I said, uh, it wasn't Steven Seagal uh, style running, but uh, it wasn't quite. Yeah, he's no it. Usain Bolt. Yeah, no, no very, very much so. And um, but there's also we. I, I mentioned this to to DJ before you jumped on, Dan. I was like, um, so obviously you got your two, you got your two Pacinos. You got the the quiet, quiet voice, kind of squeaky voice, and then you got you know, scent of a woman onwards and stuff. That kind of voice, yeah. but just that. <laughs> I think I messaged it to you when I saw it. I just couldn't help but laugh. He's got the um, so the perp that he chases down and gets takes him takes him in. He leaves the room and obviously he gets. A bit of a going over from the from the from the cops that are in there and stuff. Sees him the next day. He's got bruises and everything. And Pacino's right. Okay, he's like, I'm going to try and get the actual story out of this guy as to what actually happened. So he, he takes him out, leads him outside when he's got, and he just goes. He just says in the most non-threatening way whatsoever. A very threatening line, but you just can't take it seriously. He's like, I, I'll try, uh, I'll try if you run on me, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'll um, I'll take you across the street without cuffs. <laughs> if you try and run on me. I'll pop one in your back. Thank God he didn't say the same thing in cruising, because that is... Because <laughs> he did not have a gun on him. Um... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for me, I think that's just, uh, at that time, met- massive method actor performance, big big mm. lead, big, big film, big lead performance. Um... I know it's unintentionally comedy, like the, like you say, the bit when he's crouching down in the alleyway when the police are changing him and everything. Yeah, I thought he was having an acid flashback. But I think I, I don't know. Like, there's a bit. There's a bit in Dog Day Afternoon. Maybe I'll talk about it a little bit later on. But where yeah. he, the bit where he, <laughs> he just kind of when he takes the gun out of the present that he's got wrapped up and just his movements. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great though. But that's in, that's in context because you know think, he's nervous and stuff. Yeah, but... yeah, exactly. But I think I think. The, that bit's in the, in context too, like you know the bit. Yeah, I suppose. And I think that also piece. he knows, you know, he's not he's a bit of a weird guy, but I think he knows that he can see the unintentional comedy in it. I think he's playing it seriously, but I think yeah. he knows that you know. What about the buttock reveal and the the just sheer uncalled for abuse of a chair? What? Listen, What's your thoughts you know, on that I'm scene? Not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know. <laughs> unveil anything any of your uh, personal side or anything but you know come on you have to have had those days where you're a bit frustrated things have been pent up and you take your anger out take on it out on yourself not a chair on the nearest object yeah. you can find well let's not come on let's I've already been in my box of shorts once and it's all sweaty let's not <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just uh, come on. Okay, all right. So, all right. So there's two for brilliant. Serapico, one for me. So, two people are wrong. One person's right. Yeah. Okay. 19, yeah. 1980. We got one of the most iconic film, one of the most iconic performances ever committed to uh, to celluloid in uh, um, De Niro in Raging and Bull. Raging Bull. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then we have. And then we have Al Pacino in Cruising. Cruising to be, is, I mean, is a reasonably similar performance or similar role to Serpico. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, in my notes, I've put 
reasonably good slasher film, reasonably bad gay film. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, it's, a, it's an uncomfortable watch. No, uh, anyway. I'll just put in my notes, by Marjorie. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I put by Marge. Does this mean saying cheerio to the missus? <laughs> it's been fun. Bye, Marge. Um, so, so, so yeah, cruising. Uh, I mean, uh, not really much I can say about the performance when stacked up against Raging Ball. I think it's a, uh, it's, it's uh, an unfair year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This will be a bit of a clean sweep. For, for this one. Cruising. I think it's a really good performance from Pacino. I don't think it's his best film by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think, you know, it's suffered from some of the same tropes as Serpico with, with dubbing, and that's, you know, it's, it's a, definitely another 70s movie. Um, but yeah, I think it's a quite a complex sort of role you know it's a slasher movie but then it's about a cop you know who has to go undercover and then he starts to kind of question his own sort of sexuality and he questions you know much like in Serpico you know the treatment um, of people by the police and I think it's another like subtle performance um Unfortunately, the film really isn't subtle. Yeah. But yeah. It's, you know, much like you're saying, um, that uh, Harvey Keitel kind of works against um, De Niro in um, Mean Streets. I think the film really works against Pacino in this in in this instance, because um, I think <laughs> he put he puts forward. I mean, some of the some of the bits in there are, are outrageous. They're just outrageous. Like the 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 <laughs> sucking on rags is just mm-hmm. up there. <laughs> just, yeah, like um, a rabbit the whole dog. dance scene and stuff uh, like that. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's no raging bull. No. <laughs> no. Well, it is in a way. No. There was plenty of raging bulls in that club. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what does a red rag mean? I don't know. And then, um, <laughs> I think that's, that was low key one of my favorite favorite bits from the film is when he's ch- yeah. he's chatting to the guy about the uh, yeah. And then mate, he's like, he goes on the yellow one on this side means uh, you like golden showers, and then on the left side it means you like giving them. And then before he's yeah. finished saying it. <laughs> And the red rag means, yeah. I almost thought that would have been a better ending if you find out what the red rag meant. You know, maybe like Pacino just threw caution to the wind and had it in the, uh, you know, in the left, the left thumb cheek, and then was just getting absolutely buggered, scentless in the end, and he, he could do nothing about it. You know, that would have been a better ending because I spent the whole film. I remember thinking, what does the red rag mean? I didn't care who the killer was at this stage. So yeah. Just tell me what the red rag means, or, you know. And you couldn't Google back then, really, could you? And if you did, you'd have to delete your history, and that was a whole palaver. <laughs> you have to make a dial-up. Yeah, exactly. But that, that's it. My favourite scene is probably the get Rick Rowe. Is the follow is the follow-up to that one when he's in the club and he's got the yellow bandana in his back pocket, and the guy comes up in the um in the leather hat and the leather um 
jock strap or whatever he's wearing, and he comes up to me and he goes, "So, uh, are you in water sports then, are you?" <laughs> and Pacino, and Pacino just goes, "Oh, I just like to watch." And the guy, and the guy gets so angry at him, he's like, "Get that, get that brand out of your back pocket, then, okay?" Yeah, and that was so obviously he... a lie because if that was true, he just spent his whole night in the toilets, wouldn't he? You know? Yes, is it? It's, it. Yeah, having a whale of a time. Yeah, but the guy uh, selling the handkerchiefs knew a lot about handkerchiefs. He didn't know to warn. <laughs> You're not to wear it unless you were unless you're actually going to do that. Yeah. 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 Wear it if you're just watching. Yeah. Just yeah, not Pacino's fault. Yeah. No. That's a clear yeah. napkin if anyone's wondering. <laughs> so if you're just into watching, just a just a plain plain hanky. Just stick a doily in there. Yeah. Left or right. Left or right. Just for a while. Soaked in poppers. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. <laughs> so what was your what was your thoughts on? Uh, sorry. Ed, Sorry, any any other thoughts on Pacino in, in Disney at all, or just um, yeah? No, I mean, if, if I think it's a good performance, if so, if you know, if there is a huge argument for overacting, you know, just case in point, the dancing scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a difficult film to be in. Um, it's a, a a difficult subject to portray well, uh, especially you know, in that decade. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't think it necessarily holds up well. No. Um, but I don't think he really did himself any disservices with the performance. Yeah, he did. I think he did his best with what he, what he had at hand, considering he was trying to <laughs> with, <himself>. with the <laughs> tools at his disposal. <laughs> the tools at his disposal, he did his best. And also acting with um, William Friedkin, Catherine, uh, Catherine Eagle, and Bill Murray. No, that guy's a maniac. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so De Niro and Raging Bull. Tell us something, tell us something we don't know. You fuck my wife. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> you fuck my wife. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, this is where De Niro is actually really transformative. I know it, like prosthetics kind of help, but when you I think some of the the roles that kind of stand out for me for De Niro are, are films like sort of Cape Fear and Raging Bull. That I mean, Raging Bull was obviously. Um, highly accoladed, but um, Cape Fear probably not not as much. And I think it's the ones where I am watching somebody that isn't Robert De Niro. And yeah, I mean, Rage Bull is up there really as as as, as one of his best performances. Um, I mean, it's a pretty. It, I mean, it's it's um, it's typical of 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 um, Scorsese. Um, it's one of those movies, isn't it? That kind of um, it's quite meander, not meandering, but it's just it's kind of it's a because it because it spans such a long space of time, it can really kind of take 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 a lot of you to to, to kind of stick with it. Mm-hmm. And he kind of linchpins all of that together just with just like I said, a really transformative performance. So yeah, I'm not really I don't really have um, a stick. Uh, or a dog in this fight to uh... a stick in a fight is that a saying? <laughs> <laughs> let's not tell him let's leave it in there leave that in there cut, cut all his jokes out leave all my best bits in so so Dean tell me who's your winner out of uh, Al Pacino in Cruising and uh, Robert De Niro in Raging Bull you had the best performance uh, I think hands down 100% uh, 10-0 victory Robert De Niro in Raging Bull <laughs> No matter how sweaty he gets or how hard he dances or how 
you know how how, how hard he sucks on that do rag. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah, it's De Niro seven days of the week for me. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. Obviously, when we when we kind of when I was putting through the idea about this and like trying to figure out years where they had a film out at the same time, this was one that really stood out as like, oh, okay, there's there's no really there's not really an argument here. Yeah. Um, so what I what I'll say just for my <laughs> my take on it, um, so yeah, cruising. Uh, brave brave performance. I think in in the hands of a different director probably a better film um mm. i think you know i like i like freaking as a director i think french connection the exorcist are both great right. but um i think his documentary style and very visceral style just maybe wasn't right for for this um no. type of film and to do it with a bit of um uh to do it with a bit of kind of substance behind it and in a way that was kind of tactful as well as not shying away from what it was about um so yeah, I think maybe I think it was a good a good performance by Pacino in a film that just wasn't quite up to the job of the of the actual material. I don't think um, a very I said this to to Dean before we came <laughs> we started recording a very committed performance by Al Pacino, but mm. not 100% committed. I don't think, and this will sound odd. I was a bit disappointed we didn't see any uh, any of Pacino kissing any guys or that we didn't see Pacino's <laughs> cock in the film um, yeah. I thought if you're going to be if you're gonna do this film you got to give it uh, yeah. all balls, deep. balls deep yeah. um, knuckle deep and everything <laughs> deep in the film um, yeah. so, so yeah but not taking away from his performance I thought he was he was really good in it um, I, th- I have to say though when I when I finished watching the film I think I was a little bit more taken aback by Paul Silvino's performance because only I've only ever seen him in Goodfellas and I thought he was yeah. really, I thought he was really good in this in this film. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, cruising. Uh, yeah, sorry, Pacino. Um, Delivering yeah. those lines with a straight face, he should have won an Oscar alone, really, shouldn't exactly, he? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So yeah. Very good. Uh, very good performance. But do you I, know I, any facts about the film cruising? Um, I just know it was based on a novel that was written in 1970. And um, it got quite a lot of um, blowback, for one of a better word. Uh, it, got quite, it got quite a lot of criticism for um, yeah the way it depicted that. that Do you know that um, the reason Friedkin wanted to direct is you know the scene in The Exorcist where um, narrow it down. Reagan is <laughs> Reagan because <laughs> it's not it's not Reagan one of the famous. Reagan takes a day. No, 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 no. In a, no, um, gym, gym club. <laughs> in a motorcycle outfit. No, she uh, uh, where she goes for the blood test. Is it at the beginning, or she has some kind of test at the hospital? Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that scene? Yeah. So one of the doctors in, or one of the guys in that, that was his actual profession, and uh, freaking had actually gone for one of these um, procedures, and he said, "Oh, he 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 got that guy the role in the film." Mm-hmm. So when he cuts to a few years later, and this guy uh, has murdered somebody um i'm not sure if it's just a random stranger he brought home or a partner mm-hmm. he was a homosexual and he'd married someone and like got rid of the body in a in a in a trash bag they call it america and stuff like that mm-hmm. but he was very into the leather scene and the underground scene okay. so i think that is what partly made freaking want to direct this movie and that's my maybe why he went all in with the the leather and the bondage and all that so stuff, MB- you know. MBK or something like that. I can't remember the name. It was the famous. No, killer. no, I know he wasn't. I think he was just like a. He's been rumored to be a serial killer, but I think he's just known for this one-off killing. 
and like he wanted to be famous i think and stuff but yeah I, i'm not 100 sure on all the facts of that yeah but i'm pretty sure that is what um maybe gave freaking the idea to do this movie and go so much into the the leather yeah. and the handkerchiefs and the animal nitrate and I the weightlifting and the, and the vest <laughs> <laughs> Good, good cruising and raging bull share a tagline. Uh, <laughs> 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 they both have, uh, <laughs> the story of one man. The story of one man and his fist. <laughs> sweaty guy, sweaty fist. Oh. Overused knuckles. Um, no. <laughs> um, Bruise knuckles. With, <laughs> with, uh, with Rage and Bull, I think I, I said it just before, um, just before you popped off a second ago, Dan. But um, I think, I think um, it might potentially be the best performance that either of them have ever given. Possibly, if you're going to put all the performances together and, and rank them, I think maybe, I think maybe De Niro in, in Rage and Bull might be, um, might be the best one, possibly. Um, obviously, that's argue That's subjective. You know, you can argue about that. But I, um, I mean, yeah, it's not not offhand incorrect. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, you have to take a bit more of a deep dive into that. But I think um, it is just, you know, it's probably a, it's probably not so much of a cliche now. I think when we were back when you know we were kids and stuff, and I think it had it was talked about a lot more then. You know, it had a lot more reverence about it. I think maybe because of the the time difference now, it's like what. 40, 40, odd year, 40 odd years ago now it's um um maybe it's not talked about as much or seen as much or known about as much but um it was still maybe slightly fresh at that time um mm. and um yeah maybe talked about a bit more because i don't know it just he's so <sighs> he just encapsulates that kind of performance so well and that and that bit you were talking about um being the scene where um he's um he's really talking to Pesci and he's like whoa 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 how do you, why'd you include your name with them you said yeah yeah you, yeah why'd you do this and it's just it just yeah. you just know that he's just so wrapped up in his paranoia and his self-hate and his just all this about him and it's it just kind of it encaptures that so so well and um that performance I think it's just got everything you want from it like you know he the the weight gain the how how much how well in shape he got to do the fight scenes and everything um yeah I think it's it is just it's a bit incomparable. Obviously, you know, it's being comparable between these two performances, but it's um yeah, it's got to be um it's got to be De Niro every day of the week. I do yeah. love his one of my favorite um unintentional comedy bits from him is that scene with the steak at the start where the um his neighbor calls him an animal and he just shouts out the window, "Your mother's an animal, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> yeah. and, but and then threatens to kill his dog about three times, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah threatens to kill his dog. But Son of Sam star. But my favourite line from it is actually a Pesci line when um, De Niro calls him after one of his fights, after they've had the, after he's beaten him up in front of his family, and then um, De Niro calls him to, to, to make up, and uh, he doesn't speak, and Pesci thinks it's, a, it's someone prank calling him, and then he just goes, right, okay, why don't you listen to me close, okay? Your mother sucks fucking big fucking <laughs> elephant dicks. You got that? 
<laughs> what a line. What a line. What a line. And he's talking about his own mum. That's on many levels. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I think that might be a, that's a clean sweep, I think, for, for the now. I'm trying to keep a kind of score here. Um, yeah, clean sweep. Clean sweep there. Okay. Um, so this might be this might be another clean, clean sweep here, possibly. Um, 983, Scarface versus King of Comedy. Um, now, I have to be, I'm, you know, this is my podcast. I'm, you know, I... I call myself this kind of movie buff. I haven't seen King of Comedy, so I, I, I am sorry. Um, so I'll, I'll still vote, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I vote for Scarface. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Little bit. Dan, if I throw it over to yourself, uh, who you got on this one? I mean, this is actually a tough one because um, obviously Scarface is just this iconic role. You know, I don't, you know. Is there, is there a is there a, a more quoted movie you know in out there? Yeah, it's just one of those. It's just one of those roles that's just <clears throat> it's yeah. It's just eternal, really, essentially. And it's definitely one of those movies. You know, you say if you say Al Pacino's name, everybody thinks of you know even the casual sort of movie viewer thinks of Scarface. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's it's just one of those roles he was born he was born to play, um, which is kind of a, an advantage to to the performance really. But then we look at like King of Comedy, and I t- I t- you know I think this is one of De Niro's better performances as well. Like something incredibly different, um, and I think the film sort of is even more uh, important and prevalent. Like. To, to how we are now and in, in this era. Yeah. You know, like the sycophants and, you know, this entitled view of, of, of delusional people. Um, and, and what is the kind of, like, price of fame? You know, like this endeavour to be somebody famous and just, just like, narrow-minded, delusional, like, all guns blazing. And... Um, yeah, it reminds me. I mean, another film that he was in, um, Silver Linings Playbook, a little bit, um, and Nightcrawler as well. Like that's what we've seen, sort of like in recent years, where Nightcrawler, especially, it's this pursuit, this this, this just all-encompassing pursuit of something, and to be somebody, um, to be yeah, 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 just to just to to be somebody and like um, get noticed. He, yeah, and the plot for King, the, the plot for King of Comedy is, I just think it's great. I just think it's really, I mean, it's just a really kind of twisted kind of view. Um, and I think De Niro's mesmerising in it. Um, but then how does that weigh up against probably one of the most iconic gangsters ever portrayed um, on film? Um I would say King of Comedy is probably a more difficult role to play um, because I think there were just no limitations to, to Scarface. Like, like the role could have just been anything. It could be, it, it, it was just a, a vessel for Al Pacino to be as loud and obnoxious and, you know, as his heart contended. Like there was no, yep. there was no ceiling for it. He could just, go all guns blazing and he and he did you know and then i mean there are certain bits in it you know where he kind of still manages to kind of 
portray sort of uh, vulnerability and yeah. you know there's the famous chainsaw scene you know where he's, he's, he's I'm pretty sure he's licking his lips again and his eyes are going um, and uh, for me it's a difficult one to to, to, to yeah. pull but I think just for the sheer like, for the reverence of the of the role and uh, and 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 how it's still kind of spoken about uh, it would be Al Pacino in Scarface I think King of Comedy is for it's more for diehard fans of Robert De Niro I don't think many casual sort of cinema you know TV viewers or whatever um, would speak of it with any knowledge really yeah before we go before we go over to you Dan I just wanted to say I did just ask Dean just a minute ago Dan have you seen um because I, I haven't seen it and he said he watched it a long time ago New York New York Cause I haven't seen New York New York no because yeah. I think I was around a similar kind of time I think and I just I was kind of wondering what is because um, I know that's a very committed performance he had to learn the saxophone and all that kind of stuff I was wondering what kind of that performance was, was like maybe but um, yeah cool no worries um, the, the King of Comedy I mean uh, the, the thing about King of Comedy I think is it's, it's he's not he's not in on the joke I think yeah. that's the thing. Like he's not in on the joke, and it's kind of like you have to give a lot of, you know, a lot of yourself away probably as an actor because you're not the cool guy. You know, yeah. even in, you know, Scarface. All right, you, you know, you're a criminal, you're a gangster, but you're the the cool guy. Like yeah. nobody's laughing at you. Like mm. yeah, yeah. it's in in King of Comedy. Like you just give all of that away. Like you are. There's nothing sort of enviable about the person you're he's playing kind of, you know? yeah, yeah yeah complete yeah. schmuck like and i just you know i mean that is that is there's something to be said about that performance really because yeah you don't really it is just the performance you know there's it's those roles that don't make you movie stars you know they they're acting <clears throat> roles and that's like you know when we talk about the differences between the two yeah you know none scarface more. is a movie star exactly yeah big yeah. iconic kind of yeah poster the guns the coke king of comedy is almost this little kind of like independent kind well, not really but it's you know a very a small i would call a small movie yeah for someone like yeah. the names attached to it you know like the conversation like francis Ford coppola made the conversation in between yeah. godfathers part one and two that was a small movie wasn't it yeah. at big yeah. stars and had a big name director but it's a small movie i feel like king of comedy is like that's like their small movie do you know what i mean by that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's no, yeah. like a, just a little, almost like a passion project, more than like yeah. to please the fans and all stuff like that, or an an interesting project. I think that's a comparison as well because I, I haven't seen King Comedy, but I know obviously what it's about and and um, kind of how it's how it's seen and stuff. And it's probably one of those films like The Conversation that at the time it's maybe like you say, yeah, it's one of those ones that maybe doesn't go under the radar, but isn't talked about yeah. as much as The Godfather and Godfather Part Two and. Scarface is that kind of maybe one for us or something that you really kind of um, yeah get into and maybe it's looked back at more reverentially yeah. now about how you know, it's appreciated a lot more um, kind of nowadays. Um, how do you how do you see this one, Dean? Um, two very different films, aren't they? Two very different performances as well, um, but two good. What I'd say is good. I haven't seen King Comedy for a long time. I must admit, Scarface I've probably seen about twenty times, and there's probably quite a lot of it imprinted in my in my memory. Um, but yeah, I think Pacino's performance in Scarface is where one time where kind of over the top was called for, and it 
it was it was you know it was right that film is over the top isn't it it's very 80s it's very cocaine it's it's very loud very in your face uh, i feel like pacino's performance was perfect for that movie you know very iconic very memorable very long very quotable like you said you know like even if you probably haven't seen the film you probably must have heard say hello to my little friend like in countless tv shows countless movies everything um even the say goodbye to the bad guys like that's just yes kind of, like modern day for everybody now. yeah 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 um and i think the chainsaw scene is i think that's an example of his you know it's more quiet acting you know it's just his eyes you know he's trying to pretend he's this tough guy but you can even you could you don't actually see you just see the initial part of the chainsaw going in don't you remember on that bit yeah. And then it's just on Pacino's face yeah. and you can just see he's trying to pretend it's not affecting him. But you can see even like the man like Tony Montana that he's like, Jesus, you know, I'm 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 fucked here. And that's my my friend, you know, yeah. from back home getting his head chainsawed into, you know. And um, yeah, I think he, there's not much you really need to say about Scarface because probably everyone already knows. It's just an absolute classic just very over the top very 80s like i said you can tell oliver stone was addicted to cocaine when he wrote it um and yeah i just think it's a very great iconic performance by al pacino and king of comedy from what i remember i was very young when i seen it so my, if i watched it again now maybe much but i remember it was it was a good movie an interesting movie like i said it's like a small movie i feel um it's just like about this guy, it's just this unhinged guy who had a bad childhood, who's, obs- I guess in his only escape was these, you know, these TV, maybe these TV shows. So he's just obsessed with being on television, being on these, you know, and I feel late night television at that time was yeah. a big thing, bigger than it is now, isn't it? You know, yeah, when there was no internet, it was like Johnny Carson and Ed Sullivan and stuff like that, you know, millions of viewers. So I feel like it's his character, is it Rupert Pumpkin? Pumpkin. I can't remember his yeah. name. Yeah. yeah um, you know, the only maybe good part in his childhood was sitting down with the family to uh, to watch this. So he's be- and through that he's become obsessed with the fame. Um, and all f- the interesting thing about it actually is through the whole movie you think he's just he's untalented and he's delusional, but. I think at the end of the movie, when it's actually revealed, when he goes into the bar and there's the girl he's interested in behind the bar and he stands up on the bar and he turns on the television and it's his segment, his comedy, his stand-up routine on the Jerry Lewis's show. And it's it's not bad. It's actually, you know, it's actually quite a good stand-up performance. And you're like, oh, you know, it's that's the most surprising... I think that was the most surprising thing about the film is that you spend this whole film watching this guy thinking he's just this, you know, he is unhinged, don't get me wrong, if you kidnap someone, like you're obviously, and you have your imaginary show while you're talking to your mother who is or isn't dead, <laughs> the, uh, you know, then you obviously got a screw loose, but then to actually see that, oh no, he does have a bit of talent, you could see him, he doesn't look out of place on this performance, I think that was the most interesting and surprising thing about this film, it's, yeah, it's an interesting small movie, and it's a very interesting Good performance from Robert De Niro. Maybe even great if I look back on it. Yeah. But when you're asking great, me yeah. to choose, yeah, when you're asking me to choose a winner, at least two, you know, Tony Montana 
boom. Yeah, 100%. Tony Montana with his little friend. He, he wins. He wins this one. He wins this round. Yeah. No, no, that's not, not really surprising. Um, like I said, I, I won't talk too much because I, I would say I haven't watched King Comedy, but one thing I'm I professional. To, uh, very professional. I shouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> um, one thing I was going to say was, um, so Dean, obviously me and you went to watch The Joker together. Um, and Dan, I assume you watched The Joker as well? Martin Phoenix? I, so... I haven't. Okay. I got this. I got this weird thing about Joaquin Phoenix, and then I watched the. I watched the master. Pilot. The head. Well, <laughs> I just. It's just. It's just never. Been... <laughs> you don't have a. Head. You go. You don't connect to it. So just. Mister Lip to his German friends. Mister Lip. Um, yeah. He, yeah. He. Um, yeah. He's, he's never been one that's really floated my boat, and then I just didn't want to see a joker movie that portrayed that way so yeah. like i just didn't yeah. bother i mean this is a tangent um but then i uh, i went and watched um i watched the master yeah uh, re- recently uh i did I too wanted yeah. to, i wanted to go through some Paul Thomas uh, pta once movies um and yeah just philip seymour hoffman is obviously fantastic in that movie but um yeah well, i thought Joaquin phoenix was incredible just absolutely incredible in that film. Yeah. And mm. it, I've made a, a, a note to go back and watch Joker and, in a hope that, like, there's some of this, that role is similar. Because, um, uh, you know, I mean, you'd like it to do something different, but if it's anything like his, his, his acting in uh, uh, The Master, then, yeah, it can only be good. Because there was big, um, there was big comparisons between the two, wasn't there? The King of Comedy and, and the Joker. Um, yeah. Not only that, De Niro was playing the um, talk show host for the Joker, but um, but yeah, it's it's a similar kind of um, similar not similar plot, but a similar kind of character in in their kind of delusional uh, way they think about each other. So obsessed um, with the chat show as well, isn't he? From what I remember, the he's kind of got a thing about uh, De Niro's show isn't he you know the joker yeah. uh working phoenix's character yeah and um yeah i think the comparisons were being made when it came out wasn't it it was uh, definitely an influence i think yeah 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 definitely um yeah just didn't know how kind of yeah strong those or right or wrong those those kind of comparisons were but um yeah uh yeah cool that'd be good to um get to hear what you think on um yeah the uh um the joker um when you watch it um so now we're going to 1990 this is probably the toughest one for me. Um, yeah. Goodfellas versus Godfather Part Three. Um, oh. They'll change it up. Dean, let's go to you. Oh, blimey. What do you think? Because I'm, to be fair, I'm probably still at this point even just juggling the two, really. I yeah, I um, I'm not 100% still, so maybe yeah. I'll say what I'm going to say, and I'll. I think I've got an idea in my head. I'm not sure if it's the right answer, but. Um, so Goodfellas, obviously another iconic film, uh, another iconic role, not as iconic as Scarface, obviously. Um, and it's just a great film as well. I think the thing with this comparison, performance is very close. Again, I know we are just basing it on the performance, but it's hard not to also bring the film into it, yeah. isn't it, a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So I think when you're looking at film, I think Goodfellas is obviously just a great film. Very entertaining, very violent, um, and Godfather Part Three is quite uneven 
and a bit of a disappointment, isn't it? Not as doesn't deserve the criticism the criticism it got at the time. Yeah. But yeah, so that being said, I think you know if you look at De Niro in Goodfellas. I haven't written any notes about this because I've seen it so many times. So this is all off the top of my head. Uh, obviously, you get the, um, <laughs> the what? You're interviewing for something, are you? No, I'm just trying to think of a scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is all off the top of the head. Wait until something comes to me. Wait until, oh, no, wait until, no, no. Oh, where are we go. We go. Um, who's he play? Is it Jim? James Conway. Yeah. <laughs> James Conway. Yeah. yeah. So he starts off as he's like almost like a mentor, isn't he, to the young Ray Liotta character, and he's somebody who just seems you know quite exciting. Somebody makes money. He's obviously in that life. Um, the big scenes I remember is obviously the Billy Bat scene and just the sheer aggression where he stomps on Billy Bats. That's a, a very famous scene. Also um, the paranoia. And the the cream bit, isn't it? Sunshine of your love. Yeah. Where you can see yeah. and think, you know, they've just so done that big heist, so and they did the Latanza heist. Is yeah. that right? Latanza, yeah, yeah, the airport. Yeah, and he's you can just see it slowly panning in on De Niro, and he's just got this menacing, but it's almost this cheeky look on his face of where he's just deciding to kill everyone and pretty much keep most of the money to himself. And I think that was uh, a great bit of acting. And then you can't really talk about him in this film without him receiving the news yep. about Tommy, is it Tommy being yep. whacked? Yeah. At the when he's expecting the good news about him being made and then he gets up and we talked about Al Pacino and chairs earlier. And I think Robert <laughs> De Niro's got oh yeah. He's got a I don't know how much they were charging for that call, but he did not seem happy. Um <laughs> and I would but actually I would say I did like how his performance in that particular scene. But then I also I feel that was maybe a little bit over the top. Not 100%, not Serpico, Al Pacino, fucking revealing bum cheeks over the top. But, yeah, it was one instance, I think... He's not the best crier, is he? No, the crying is a little uncomfortable, isn't it? It's... Yeah, I remember watching that bit. Is he crying? Is he... (laughs) You know, has he yeah. just remembered that he still had a minute left on that call? I don't, you know, you're not sure, are you? It's, yeah. But I think it was, yeah, it's one of his, the roles he's most known for. It's a very, very good performance. Uh, it's one of those ones where we said he's not the main guy, is he? You know, he's yeah. almost like a supporting yeah. uh, role. Um, but yeah, sorry, that was a bit all over the place. I, was, no, I thought I knew, fine. remembered more about the film than I did. Um, Godfather Part 3. Now, I haven't watched this. For uh, since pants, you so. disturbed me in my uh, in my Calvin Klein's and I had to shoot up those stairs and yeah put a pair of slacks on. Um, bits I remember. I think he's good in it. I think Pacino's very good in it. I think he's better than the film is. Um, I remember the standout scenes for me are. It's quite. I don't know if you remember this scene because it's not one of the main ones. It's where him and Kay are having a talk. Yeah. And he's apologising to her. And I think he says a line like, you know, I had a whole different destiny planned. And I think that's quite a good little small scene. Cause it's, and it's also true, isn't it? Because if you remember back to the first film, it's, no, he was in the army, wasn't he? And he didn't, he didn't plan to get into this life. I just think there was a lot of regret in that, in that scene. And a lot of, you know, almost like saying, I think he was looking for the forgiveness for what he'd become in this, in this trilogy, you know? And uh, then there's the, where uh, 
his daughter gets killed. Unfortunately, only on screen after that performance. Um, oh, come on. But... <laughs> Would you have translation? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I can suffer through that performance for that. Um, the, and it's the silent, the scream he lets out, um, which is at first silent, obviously, and then comes to life. I thought that was a, a good bit of acting. That's one point where it was it called to be slightly over the top as well. Yeah. Um, and then what we talked about earlier, which is a powerful piece of uh, of acting and a powerful scene, but also uh, he does he hams it up a little bit, doesn't he? He starts making. I wish I would turn the subtitles on for this bit just to see what the hell he's saying at the beginning of that stroke, because um, it starts off it starts off pretty. Uh, just a standard little what's he say again our true enemy is not yet to reveal her face and then he makes some um knowable noises and then i remember he just starts screaming fredo doesn't he which is no at one point a very powerful scene but you also got a little smack on yourself while you're enjoying it you know yeah. um but then i think that's also a good thing about pacino isn't it that you can have those moments and yeah Point yeah on. but i i don't remember but i haven't watched this for a long time since i was in box shorts um but yeah both very good performances and i think pacino's performance is underrated in that film yeah. because of how average the film was was and is compared to the other two and I think it's a great performance. I just think De Niro and Goodfellas, because it's a better film. I know we shouldn't, I'm not meant to say use that as a comparison, but I think for me, I prefer the De Niro performance, probably because it's a better film, which Fair might enough. be unfair, but that's what I would say. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I can, you know, like I say, it's a complete. Um, I think it's a complete toss-up on this one you could be we could have done this tomorrow and you might have said Pacino in uh, in Godfather Part 3 I think it's quite a close yeah. one um, <clears throat> De Niro in Goodfellas um, great, amazing absolutely amazing maybe um, maybe one of his more kind of um, over the top standout performances obviously nowhere near Scarface for, for Pacino but yeah. maybe one of those ones that you go to to think you know that is just De Niro really really going for it um <clears throat> the yeah the scene where he he gets the news about Tommy and he smacks the the phone receiver and, and pushes it over and yeah the crying is, yeah. Bit, um, is a bit much but um no I mean he just he just kind of any scene he's in he kind of owns it like you know I think I think, yeah. I think Ray Liotta gives the best performance in that film i think personally yeah I think his performance is just so um it's just so good he just plays it so so well you believe everything especially the, the cocaine trip right at the end he's just oh yeah you believe, you believe he's been up for days good soundtrack as well in that on, movie isn't it? And on cocaine. as most scorsese movies yeah um but then the one the one bit that in that bit that um I, I think about and i really laugh at is pacino i'm uh, sorry is de niro at the door when um Liotta's knocked on the door he's got one of them's got like some gun pieces oh the wrong gun oh yeah. Gun <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nero's just got the cigarette in his mouth doesn't take it out at all and he does he's in he a dressing gown as well isn't he he's in his dressing gown <laughs> and he just he just with the with the cigarette in his mouth he's just like you want to stop taking that coke and turn your brain to mush and then just slam the yeah, door yeah. in his face yeah. um so that's great and you know just again some unintentional comedy bits bit where he um chokes maury and this wig comes off and oh yeah um, that bit was great and um 
That was so fun. And, That's uh, the rage as well, you know. You can see the rage bubbling at the, at exactly. the corners of the eyes, can you? And, and just the, the the bit where they um where Pessy shoots Spider, um, I mean that's just so not that bit, I'm not saying that bit's relatable, but um Spider obviously you know says go fuck yourself, Tommy, and De Niro does what anyone else would do in that situation when you're surrounded by your friends <laughs> and that he just needles him. He's like, come on, yeah. you're gonna let this punk get away with that? Oh, here goes Spider, some money for you, good job, all this kind of stuff, and then obviously yeah. Pesci just shoots him down um but yeah i think i think it's a it's a really well, it's a great de niro performance um but i'm gonna go with pacino in godfather 3 for this one myself just because it's fredo <laughs> fredo fredo <laughs> oh that's crying that's de niro um, crying <laughs> it's that it's got that it's got that perfect balance between outlandish over the top um shouty Pacino but also very subdued very subtle in parts as well there's a scene where um which I completely forgot about because I watched it again recently um when his son is playing the guitar and starts singing and it's the song that oh, yeah. um Pacino danced to with his um underage wife, wife in Italy Napa yeah Neapolitan um, ice cream yeah okay. and um he's the thing is he's wearing sunglasses in it but just from his head movements and his look, look on his face you can see what it's meaning to him, and, and the kind of you can read everything on his on his face about it. So it's not particularly his eyes; it's more just like the body language and, and his expression. Yeah. But at the same time, you have yeah when he's having his when he's having his stroke, and when Garcia, when Garcia, because Garcia chews up the scenery, you know. Oh yeah. Film as well. And he goes, I say we, I say we hit pack and take Zaza out, and then yeah. was like, Will you shut up? Yeah. <laughs> So I've got to say as well, there's a, a scene in the movie where um, Andy Garcia turns up on a horse dressed as a policeman with his weapon in his hand. And I, I thought I was watching Cruise in at one stage. Um, <laughs> Zaza! <laughs> yeah. um, and, um, but then there's, there's this one, the one scene where I think it just both of, you know, classic De Niro just, I'm sorry, I keep getting mixed up, classic Pacino come together. It's when he's had his stroke, he's in the hospital. Um, that scene has just happened. Uh, Andy Garcia has killed um, Zaza, and then they, him and um, Talia Shire, come to tell Al Pacino, and he's obviously pissed off because he's he's in his dressing gown. He he didn't give the order; they just did it on their own. Yeah. And he does. <laughs> I command this family, right or wrong, and this is not what I wanted. And then, but then he just kind of puts his hand against his face, and he and he sighs. He's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then he just goes. You understand? <laughs> it just takes it down really quiet. It goes from shouting yeah. just down to real quiet and subtle. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm going to go for Pacino. I think it's just got that. Um, it's just got that great blend, that great mix, and I think it's a really underrated performance as well. Yeah, the I will say I did have that down as a draw uh, before, but I yeah. felt like I had to give an answer. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fine. Again, you know, I was thinking before this, I had Pacino while you we were talking. I was like, actually, I think I might go to Nero, but yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to go Pacino in this one. Um, how about yourself, Dan? What do you think? <clears throat> yeah, good Um I agree with what you were saying, Steve, about Ray Liotta. Um, apart from his laughing, I oh, right. the, the laughing scenes in these movie in this movie is so bad. Yeah. Um, really upsetting. Um, <clears throat> I think the thing the thing with De Niro in this is I, I never really knew where where he was gonna go with the yeah. role. Yeah. Um, I kind of you know, felt like he was going to be 
a, like a real confidant or a real aide to Ray Liotta's character and that he was maybe not so villainous and all the way up until uh, the scene where <clears throat> they end up um, whacking that guy at the bar yes. um, when uh, Joe Pesci's character comes back and even up until that point when he, until the first time he you know strikes him I don't really know where De Niro's character is going to go with the role. Yeah. And then it's from that point on, you're like, you realize, okay, this guy is just full blown. He's out there. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I think his, his performance really picked up from that point on. It was kind of a bit more subdued, you know, being introduced as, you know, the, you know, the, the fun time guy, everybody yeah. wanted to know him, you know, and he was, you become enamored with his character. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, and then it just takes a twist. Um, and yeah, and I think he's 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 the perfect kind of glue, like between Ray Liotta and Joe Pesci's character, yeah, yeah. like because they're so they're so contrasting sort of performances from those two that it it, it it's the exact type of performance that was needed uh, to kind of hold those two in place. Yeah. So yes, I, I love the film. I love him in it. Um, he doesn't really have as much screen time um, in that movie. No. Um, there's a lot with so, him, doesn't he? Like you know, but I think he yeah. Helped, but he's he's helped a lot. I think that shot, that famous shot of which Dee mentioned with the um, zooming in on his face and the sunshine of my life and everything. I know you listened to the rewatchables as well. Um, when mm. they talked about it, they said that um, they said that he's looking at Maury and it's like he's you know he's looking at him with such like it's almost delight at wanting to. Uh, he knows it's coming yeah he knows he's going to do something up the knife in his head is what he's going to use and all this kind of stuff um you know that's a great that's a great shot and it's great acting obviously in the eyes all in the eyes and the way he's looking and he's smoking but you know it's nothing without the music on it and the zooming in and and everything like that as well you know well i think it says I, i always like scenes like that where where music is playing because it kind of like gives the impression that there's actually nothing going through the brain like it's actually like automatic mm. like it's not actually thinking of a train of thought it is just music in his mm. head like that music represents that kind of that mania or whatever is about to come but it just yeah. there are no words for it it couldn't be put into words <clears throat> so yeah I, I think he's great in this um i think i think the film is the star of the show as opposed to um as opposed to De Niro per yeah. se. Yeah. Um, and Godfather three for me, I think I, it's, it's always got a bad rep, yeah. you know, but I think that's just, it's the curse of one and two being as good as they were. I think as a, I mean, as a standalone movie, if you take them away, I think it's actually a really good movie. Yeah. It's still a really good film. Yeah. Uh, I think it has to try and tie up, you know, a lot of themes and, you know, he's trying to, you know, he's, he's, he's this old, older character trying to find a successor. Yeah. To Did his, you watch uh, this again recently, this one? Sorry? I've, I haven't seen this again recently, no. Um, but within the last 10 years, I would say. Mm. But then time, time does slip away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fighter! Uh, I think, if I remember rightly, this, is, this has got probably, like, some of the more famous quotes from the yep. Godfather's that people maybe attribute to other movies like the just when i thought i was out they pulled me back in is this yeah, yeah, i yeah. think yeah 
and um, <clears throat> never let anybody know what you're thinking. Just all of those sorts of like that. It, it's it's like the full circle performance, isn't it? Because yeah. you know we 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 started with Marlon Brando, and you know he's at this position. He's handing out, you know, he's maybe less less attracted to the violence anymore. Yeah. Um, it seems a bit burnt out, doesn't he? And I think the film yeah. as a whole seems like, you know, how old's he? He's old, isn't he? He's had a lifetime of this now. Maybe I think he's just tired of it. And I think yeah. maybe that's what they were trying to get across. I don't know. I think it's, yeah, it's well, like you said. Well. When, you first, when you first see him, sorry, Dan, when you see, first see him, like the first shot is him talking to um, one of the bishops about uh, international immobiliary. And um, <laughs> his like, body language in it, he's just slumped in the chair. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's not... He's just, you know, his back's not straight. He's just Over it, kind of. Down. His, his head's kind of leaning to one side. You can, it's that. Yeah, life's he, wore him down. That exactly, life's wore him down. Exactly. He's, he's, his age is catching up on him and everything he's done in his life is catching up on him. Yeah. Yeah. I know, he shouts yeah. gibberish while having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think you touched upon it as well, Dean, is that it's, this, it, it, this isn't a life that he was he was looking for. Yeah. But he's always been this character of, duty and family and and honor like that even though he was he was if you remember the earlier films even though he was due to uh, you know go off and join the military when the opportunity to be involved came along like he didn't hesitate like he was almost yeah. excited to, to 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 do something for the family and be involved yeah and i think he's just at a point now where he's realizing that doing the right thing for the family is kind of walking away from this and yep. you know i think something that i mean we, we, we might touch upon it uh we should touch upon it on the on the next round of films but i think al pacino does really well at this stage in his sort of career is um be that person that is looking at looking at his ankles at the people that are kind of coming up and like baying yep. for blood and like looking to replace him and <clears throat> And I, yeah, I think I think, you know, most of the screen time in this is is Al Pacino, and I think I think he's fantastic in it. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's one of his one of his best performances. Um, but I think I'm kind of a little bit on the fence. The same as I think the same as you guys a little bit. I think the Goodfellas is a better movie, which makes me want to say De Niro, and he has some real powerful moments in it. Um, and then Pacino kind of like is in charge of this whole movie, and yeah. they, and it's probably a lot, a lot better than we remember. I'm going to go for De Niro on this one though. Okay. Okay. No just tallying those scores up, here, Steve. I'm just writing them down. I'm writing them down. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was definitely a tough one. Um, so next one is 1993. De Niro directed and starred in. Bronx Tale, and uh, Pacino was in Carlito's Way. Um, Dan, I'll go to you again. Yeah, this is a no-brainer for me. I think, I for me, Carlito's Way is um, a better performance than Scarface from Pacino. Okay. I think it's, it's I think it's one of my favorite favorite Pacino movies. To be fair. I watch it. It's one of those movies I watch, and I absolutely believe that Pacino is Carlito. Yeah. Um, he just embodies that role, and you know, 
slightly, you know, somewhere in between sort of the Godfather and Scarface, it sits, you know, he he's not quite the quite the gangster that he is in Scarface, so there's, you know, he has to kind of stick a lid on his performance and you know he's he's getting out he's trying to trying to change trying to retire trying to do things differently trying to reconnect with old loves and it's yeah i just think it's a real kind of i just think it's the perfect performance like for for that role um and you know it's another i think it's well it's another de palma film so you know it has all of this kind of you know the the music in it's great and like Sean Sean Penn in it's fantastic as well. Like for me, the movie is 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 one of my favourites, and his performances um, is is probably number one for me for Pacino. Um, wow, okay, that's, that's quite that's surprising. Your, that's your favourite Pacino performance overall. Yeah, I think right so. viewers, yeah. we can now discredit everything else down the side. I just love it. I just love the movie. I just love it. I just, just that, for me, it's just like, a bit more modern, isn't it? For when we were younger, you know, it would have been probably when we started watching it. It was probably only ten, ten years removed, wasn't it? You know, so it's a bit fresher. Whereas all the other, like Scarface, was like probably twenty years before we watched it for the first time, and Godfather Thirty. Whereas like Carly was way it seemed a lot more modern, didn't it? When you know what I mean by that? It's what yeah. is it ninety three? Did you say Carly yeah, was way? Yeah, so say we watched it in like two thousand or two thousand and two or something. That's only like less than ten ten years, less than ten years, isn't it? You know, it's still quite a newish film almost. Well, it's so maybe that's why it's more as well for Scent of a Woman, like which was the year before. So those films with Robin, each other. yeah, with Robin. Um, <laughs> Blind as a Batman and Robin. Um, yeah, hey, come on. That <laughs> <laughs> um, joke's lovely. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, and I kind of thought, um, I thought this was like an Oscar-worthy movie, and if um, Tom Hanks didn't have AIDS... Like... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fictional. <laughs> I thought that was a sequel to Cruising. I thought it was just going to be the fisting guy's love story. For the dumb... Thick, creamy, and it spreads like no one's business. Thick, um, creamy, spreads on your knuckles like no one's business. Silly. <laughs> 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 uh, Not yeah, except thought... this one has been fisting. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be up there. I thought it'd be up there. Um, I think um, had he not won for Scent of a Woman, he probably would have been nominated for this movie, and it would have been up there for me. Um, <clears throat> I just, I just, I just, yeah, I just really think it's one of those performances where you like the look as well, the look and the well, yeah, the way he's looking in it, the way he's talking in it. He looks fantastic. Yeah, this is this is finally he's got some facial hair that looks good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's not, not, not really been one. We're not a fan of the handlebar moose. Yeah. No, but then it's just straight from the beginning. Like it, he's he's narrating his whole his his experience, and I think it, I can't remember what it says, but it's like um, something's pulling me close to the ground, and just that whole. Uh, sort of <laughs> <laughs> he's in the room. <laughs> um, yeah, just from start to finish, Davy Clarfield. Um, <laughs> 
please stop. <laughs> talk, talk about AIDS again, for God's sake. Um, um, and a Bronx Tale, Bronx Tale, I've seen once. I do. I mean, I, it's a film. It's a film I remember liking. I just can't re- remember too much yeah. about um, De Niro's performance. Yeah. Um, I probably have to agree with you on this one. I just kind of like it's. Uh, even though I think maybe um, Sean Penn possibly steals it. Um, yeah, he does. It, um, it's, it's a really good performance. But I, I can't help... It's been a while since I've watched Carlito's Way, but I just can't help remembering that he just... He sounds like maybe he's doing a Foghorn Leghorn impression at times. Yeah, he's got yeah. a bit of a weird voice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Gail! <laughs> <laughs> if I ever... I mean, ever! See... <laughs> Yeah, where's um, he meant to be from in that movie? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Is he meant to be, is it meant to be like... Is it a new... It, it's not like a new... It's like a... It's like like a, a Port, Puerto Rican? Is he Puerto Rican? Kind of New York? New york Kind of... Yeah. I've got it down as Somerset, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Favour gonna kill you faster than a bullet. <laughs> Benny Blackwell from the Bronx. <laughs> by the rocks that he's got. <laughs> so I am, uh, Gail. It's <laughs> what I am, right or wrong. You're going to be a tough guy. Um, so, um... Carly, it was hay. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> one thing I, I, I really remember from this from the film as well is some of, it's just the classic De Palma shots in it as well. Like when... Um, oh, I forgot you'd done it. When they hover over, when he pans across the um, the toilet cubicles and Sean Penn's having sex in one of them, the um, yeah yeah the shot, of, the shot of um, Pacino going down the escalator or up the escalator. You want to Love it. Down, yeah. hiding. That's a great shot. Um, I think they do the same one where they go out to the boat as well, or when yeah. he's no, he's going to the prison when he's walking along to the on the on the water. Yep. That same sort of panning shot. Yeah. No, it's, um, I think the Palmer's really. I, um, mm. And um, a good death scene as well, I think, um, mm. at the end too. Um, similar to Bronx Tale, I, yeah, I, I yeah, can't really. I've only, I'm pretty sure I've only seen bits of it, but yeah, I couldn't really. Um, it's not as kind of stand out. As it stand out in the fact that it's the first film that De Niro directed. Maybe that's um, part of it. But um, yeah, I think you got. I think you got to go with Pacino uh, and Carlito's way. Even though maybe he gets slightly overshadowed by by Penn at times, it's still a. Uh, it's still a great leading man performance. Um, hmm. and, um, One of the all-time best cameos from Vigo Mortensen as well. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at this, man. I've got I to gotta wear a bag here to piss in. <laughs> well, they got me pissing in a bag, Carly, though. <laughs> and Luis, Luis Guzman as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's in it. Just, hang, on, just, hang, on hang on a second, guys. One second. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Pacino in Carlito's way there as well. Um, Dean, quick as you can. What are you going for? Okay. I'll yeah, be quick. Yeah, I'll get through it. Um, so, I don't really remember that much about E-release films. I've, I haven't seen Carlito's way for a long time. But from what I remember, I felt it was a bit like Scarface ordered from Wish. Um, <laughs> I, thought <it> was, <laughs> I thought it was... I thought it was an entertaining film. Especially at the age I watched it, and I thought, but I thought Sean Penn was the best thing about it. I thought Al Pacino's accent was a little off, and like I said, I did feel like it was 
kind of trying to do a Scarface, but he's older and he regrets his decisions. That's what the film felt like to me. Uh, yeah. But I haven't seen it for a long time, so this is uh, a Bronx Tale. It was obviously De Niro was in a supporting role, so a very small role. He played the dad, didn't he? A dad of the of his son getting into that, trying to get into that life, trying to sway him away from that life. <laughs> <laughs> a dad of his son. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, he played the dad, and his yeah. son is trying to get. You know what I meant? Fucking. Um, yeah, and the scene I remember from it is. The working man. Working man is a sucker. The working man isn't a sucker. The working man is having to get up each day and do a job you don't enjoy so you can feed your family. That's a tough guy. That's the scene I remember, and I think that wow. scene was was good. And I, I think De Niro was very good in that scene. And just because, maybe I'm a bias, but because of Al Pacino's voice in Carlito's Way, and because I did feel like it was Scarface light, like Philadelphia light. Um... I'm gonna say it's just on that one scene of, yeah, on that one scene of De Niro. Um, I'd say De Niro, but I'm not neither here nor there for either. Really, I think De Niro was good in the role he played and in that scene, and I can't really remember Carly. It was way that much, so it can't have been that good. And I do feel like it was Scarface, Diet Scarface. So yeah, okay. that's what I'd right. say. There's no worries on that one, but that's fine. Yeah, no worries. And so the final one we're going to is Heat. Um, now, I want you guys to vote on two things on this one. So it's who gives the best performance overall in the film, but also who gives the best performance in the iconic cafe Diner. theme. Yeah. Um, so, you're, so you're voting on two different ones here. I'll, okay. I'll go first on this one if that's all right. So I'm going to go. Yeah. Now, the, the scene in the cafe... I'm going to give that to De Niro for one one bit only. Um, when Pacino says, um, if it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're going to turn into a widow, brother, you are going down. Um, <laughs> yeah. De Niro's reaction to that, just his Coldness, taking, a, take, taking a couple of seconds, sinking it in, nodding, De Niro face, eyes locked in on Pacino, there's a flip side to that coin. It's just really, you know, just it's yeah, yeah, all business, cold and no emotion. This is what I have to do. If you get, I, I don't care that we've met. Yes, I've got a bit of respect for you, but um, it's going to mean it's going to mean much less to me if I've got to kill you than it will for you uh, if you have to kill me. So um, just that the the reading of that line, the way he reacts yeah. to it, that's just it, it. He wins it for me on that one. Um, you and, and and but for the film. For the film, I'm gonna go Pacino just because he gives he gives us so much in that film. I yeah. um, I'll shout every now and then around the house when my when Elaine walks past me. And she's, great she's, she's got a she's great, great ass. She's got a great ass. ass. Um, <laughs> and you got your head. Oh, oh, help it. Help it. <laughs> when I think of asses, something just gets out of me. Um, yeah. and, this has uh, been an ass-heavy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me what you got! Give me what you got! People could think it's a large or a margarina, but it's like, <laughs> um, so yeah, just because he gives, I think it's a great De Niro Pacino, very uh, sorry, De Niro De Niro performance, but literally both, um, you know, just very different types of performances, uh, very different yeah. types of characters, but um, it's got to be Pacino for me. Um, but even like his quiet scenes, when he grabs the woman who's um, the mum of the prostitute yeah. who'd been killed, just that bit where he, yeah. grab, he grabs her and hugs her and 
Um, yeah, yeah, I remember. You know, just even those scenes, I think, are, I think are great, kind of quiet ones. So. Kicking the TV out the te- uh, the television out of the car and yeah. dealing with the daughter. Yeah. Um, he's got like an absentee father and stuff. Yeah, yeah loose. Yeah. Exactly. All those scenes are very memorable. Exactly. Uh, you know. Yeah, definitely. And um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, just just brilliant. So, Dean, what are you going for? Uh, so in the diner scene, I think uh, for the line you said, I think I 100% agree with that. I think they're both great, and I, you know, oh, you can almost call that scene a draw. But I think that that line, Daniel says, and how coldly delivers it, and how sure he seems of it as well, and even that he says, which he goes on to contradict a bit, saying that you could walk away from something. Yeah. You know, like in that end scene, it so much shows that he takes a split two second long to walk away from it, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's what eventually gets him killed. I feel in the end. But yeah, that line, the coldness of it and how much he seemed to believe it, I think that is... But Pacino gives his all in that performance, so it's so hard to call a winner in that one. But I would say for the same reason you said it was De Niro. And listening to you speak then, I think for the whole film, I was going to say I couldn't split them apart. But I think for his loud moments and his iconic moments, of uh, the great ass and the kicking the television out and you know all the shouty bits, I think Pacino steals the show, doesn't he? De Niro's very quiet, quite a quiet performance. He has its loud moments, but I feel like the more memorable and watchable performance in that film, which is a great film, a very long film, is uh, Pacino. And she did have a great ass, I must say. (laughs) Peak, peak Ashley Judd. Yeah. Um, Oh, God dang. um, Dan, what are you saying? Yeah, it's almost like roles reverse, isn't it, really? Because, like, you've got the, the police officer who is, like, this out-of-control, you know, cokehead, pretty much. Yeah. That's his, the way he's playing it. I think he came out recently and said he was on coke while he was doing it the was role. In, it was in the script as well, I think, that he was meant to, the, the character was meant to be a cokehead. That's then, why uh, he was a bit yeah, the yeah. way he is, then, was exactly, it? Exactly, yeah, yeah. And then, um, I think, you know, and, and, and Robert De Niro's character is calculated and methodical and... I think the whole movie is kind of geared up to show you that either person could be in either profession. Like it doesn't mean you know a criminal isn't one thing, and I think that's what the, that final scene is about as well, where they kind of like or that the diner scene when I think he's saying, you know, he's questioning him about walking out on his girlfriend, like saying that's a pretty vacant thing to do. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, it's that, or we get better at doing something else. And he's like, well, I don't know how to do anything else. And he's like, well, neither do I. Me like, neither, well, I, yeah. Yeah, it's I don't want to. Yeah, I don't much want to. And he's yeah. like, neither do I. Yeah. And it's that kind of realisation that they're, they're the same people, just... Just uh, cops and robbers, like when you're kids playing yeah. the, the game, you know? One's gone, <clears> one's <throat> gone on to be a cop, one's going to be a robber. And I think just for the importance of the flip side of that coin, because that is the, the crux of the movie, is... We're just two sides of one coin. Um, I think I, I agree. I, I'm going to agree that it's Pacino for the movie. I do think De Niro is is, is brilliant throughout. Um, and then just for that final scene, <coughs> um, for the diner scene, I would say De Niro. Cool. Okay. Um, but I love. I, this is just yeah, top of the line. Both performances. Yeah. No, it's um. I think it delivers, doesn't it, on the whole De Niro versus Pacino thing. For the, I think for the first film they did together, it's um, you couldn't have picked anything better, really. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay, that's that's ideal. I'm gonna uh, I'll tally those up in just a second. I know um, I 
appreciate all the time you guys given. I just wanted to run through just something really quickly. Um, so I think this list was good. It had like you know those films that are maybe less talked about and some of their bigger performances, but also maybe some of the performances you don't talk about as much. Yeah. But I personally, I think we we left out. Oh, sorry, I left out that this list didn't include either of their best performances that they ever did. Um, even though Raging Bull is in there, um, which is maybe if you take that out of the equation. Um, what are you thinking, Deer so, Hunter or Taxi Driver? I'd say. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Yeah. I had a, I had a similar. I remember watching Taxi Driver with you two again uh, at Dan's house, and I remember watching Raging Bull on my own, and I remember having the same. I had the same feeling after both films finished where i just felt crap like you know i mean they they they, yeah. they emotionally affected me and that i was just like oh god yeah you know geez but i think that's the dem- that's the you know um that tells you it's a good film if it, if it get, brings out a feeling like that in you but for both for, for both of them probably because of, you know of the age i was at the time um it made me automatically think i didn't like that film or i didn't like that performance yeah um but i haven't watched both of them again older and just being a bit more um, not as mature, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> De Niro in Taxi Driver is just something else. I think he just, he just, oh God, he just cap, he just really in, in captures that. I think you can. I think after like kind of going through, um, you know, after having some, a few kind of mental health struggles and stuff, re, you know, recently. Mm. I'm not saying I'm returning to any kind of like you know guy goes on a shooting. Ramp, start driving a car, but I'm going to start, start worrying. Yeah. But just that kind taking of taking a lane to porn. Just... <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of couples that go to this kind of film. Um, yeah. Just, um, just it's that a spectrum. Kind of, that, yeah. That loneliness, that vacantness, that kind of yeah. You know, getting focused in on. Or it's that hate of overthinking things and, and just kind of people as well. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean by that. Yeah, not wanting to be around people. The scum. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the skunk pussies. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, good, band. good name for a, band, a punk band, that, isn't it? <laughs> but it's just it goes through everything. It, it goes through, um, you know, it just takes you on a. He, he travels through everything in, in like the psyche of a person who do, who can do that kind of thing. I think. Um, so that's that's why I think personally his best performance his best yeah performance he ever gave um and pacino i think it might be dog day afternoon um yeah 100% that, agree. Um, that's a the film maybe hasn't aged very well um in some of the the way it deals with some of its subject matter but just that scene where he goes outside um ki- kiss me kiss me yeah. When I'm being fucked, I like to be kissed. And um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, brilliant. You know, Attica, Attica scene is very. And, it's a moment where you get the chills. I yeah, think exactly, of that one yeah. as well. And he's just so small as well. You know, Pacino's a really small yeah, guy, but just the way he's got control of this whole crowd, and he's yeah. telling them to put your fucking guards down. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, amazing. He just, he's in control of that situation so so badly, um, so well, sorry. And um, and the way he, I mean, I think his chemistry with with John Cazale was. Um, was amazing obviously that was demonstrated with a few different films yeah um and just one last one as a for an underrated one um going back to jack and jill how how good he was how good he was with his eyes and subtlety is uh is insomnia for me as well there's a scene oh yeah i've I've read that there there's a scene where he he kills his he kills his partner Partner. and then it's just isn't it's just he he realized and you just you can 
he doesn't talk and you see it all in his eyes exactly what he's thinking. He's like, right, okay, I need to cover this up. No one's going to believe me that I killed him by accident. They're going to think I did it on purpose. I need to cover this up. I've covered something up before I can do it. And he's not saying anything, but you can just see it all in his eyes. The thought process. In, in figuring it out. Um, yeah. Great, great performance as well. Um, so, Dan, how about yourself? How about kind of maybe some of the ones we didn't talk about for either of them and maybe some <sighs> Yeah, well, I think the obvious ones for... Um... The obvious ones for Pacino and potentially for um, De Niro as well would be uh, the earlier Godfathers, so two for both of them, um, and obviously the first Godfather. Um, I agree. Dog Day Afternoon is is um, probably up there. It's like one of those films. If, if unless you're a an Al Pacino fan, you've probably never gone back and watched it and, and suck out like sort out the DVD. Um, but yeah, it, it's one for me. Um, I think Scarecrow is <laughs> is, a, is a really good performance in a in an otherwise um, not very pleasant, like, like not very. Pretty enjoyable sure, watch. you spent like thirty pounds to uh, <laughs> to it. get off the air there, and somebody <laughs> just taped off the television and then like put the uh, the picture on the front and he. <laughs> Didn't it was, yeah, it was yeah. a bootleg. Oh, it was absolutely a bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> Money um, well spent. <laughs> scent, yeah, scent of a Woman, obviously, is, it was the Oscar-worthy um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. film, but it's not for me. That's not a film for me. Yeah. That, mm. the, yeah. Um, we spoke briefly about Blind Glenn Gary Robin. Glenn Ross. Blind, <laughs> Blind as a Batman and Robin. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah, De Niro. Um, recently, I I watched again. Like um, I said, that I watched Sleepers, and he's not really in that a great deal. But um, I really love. I really rate his role in Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. And it's one of those that ongoing conversation that I mean I know we definitely had um, growing up watching movies was that it seemed like uh, De Niro was maintaining. Um, a certain level of um, acting in movies that he would be in, and Al Pacino was starting to drop off a bit, um, and he just wasn't appearing in good movies at all. Um, and Civil Linings Playbook is just another perfect example of that. He's just in a relevant movie that is good, and he is very good in it. Like, it's just a, just a very very good role. Um, that features some good crying by De Niro in that one. That. I yeah. Really in which one, sorry? In Silver Linings <laughs> yeah. Playbook. I remember that. I remember oh, the theme yeah. being really touching when he's, um, uh, yeah, when Bradley Cooper's lying on the bed and he just and De Niro comes in. And he's just like, oh, this is my fault that I did that you ended up this way. And you know, he just kind of starts crying. It's, it just very. I remember being, yeah, I remember, yeah, being affected by that scene. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I, uh, that's why I liked how it kind of. That's why it reminded me of when I was watching King of Comedy. Because the um, I can't remember that Marsha I think is the woman's that the other character's name in it, and they're both as delusional as each other, but they're pointing the finger at each other. They're pissed off with the other person's behaviour, but they're the same people. And I thought that was you know, a, um, the characters in Silver Linings Playbook. Um, a lot of the time, that's what it kind of felt like as well. So who had the better performance, Jennifer Lawrence or Bradley Cooper? Oh, are we moved on? Are we on a different podcast? What's happening? I don't. <laughs> Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker walks away with that. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Carry on. No, that's it, really. I can't really. I mean, obviously, Casino is. I really enjoy Casino. Um, yeah. 
but that, there's an idea. Feel that's like good, that's, fellas. Light fellas a little bit. Light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Sharon, Sharon Stone walks away with that film for me. She's the one I remember from that from that film. Yeah, and she didn't have to get a bad joke once. She didn't. She had, she had to have her head forced down into Joe Pesci's crotch, though. So. Um, wow. Yeah, he wants <laughs> hey. Oh, I thought he'd get paid to do that. <laughs> I think one of my favourite, um, one of my favourite uh, underrated films um, is Copland. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah that's the right little film. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Sly Stallone's best movie by a landslide. I gave you a chance <laughs> and you yeah. blew it. <laughs> um, good delivery by uh, De Niro in that one. Um, awesome. Okay, and yeah, Dean, for, for yourself, anything we maybe haven't mentioned that you wanted to highlight? Um, I think. What are we going for? Best performances, in yeah, our just, opinion? Yeah, and... just ones that you think are the best performances, or ones that maybe just well, you personally... Well, we didn't, really haven't kind of or... said, but yeah. Um, okay, Stardust. Wait... <laughs> 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 I'm good. Um, so I think, obviously, if we're talking about De Niro's greatest performance, so if you can't not talk about Taxi Driver like you did, like I think like, there's a moment in that film which, like I say, gave me goosebumps, you know, the bit... Well, you think that film is going to be all violence when you hear about it when you were a kid, didn't you? Like, Mohicans and violence. And that's really only the last 20 minutes where you see all that. But it is, when it happens, it's, I think it makes it more brutal that it's almost, you've watched this whole film expecting it. And then when it actually comes, it's, it's quite shocking, isn't it? Uh, but the scene where he's ran out of bullets and he's on the suicide mission, and he's, he puts the gun up to himself and he's trying to shoot, but he's run out of bullets. And then the cops come in. And he puts his bloody finger up to his um, to his yeah. temple, and he just goes, the blood's you know, it slowed down, and I was like, that is immense. I remember that. So I think that is one of his greatest. But I would say there's parts in Deer Hunter, which I think are part of his greatest performances. It's a very quiet performance. That again, he's very stoic in it. But then it's almost Vietnam changes him, and especially the scenes, the Russian roulette scenes. Oh God, they're some insane acting in that you know yeah. put an empty chamber in that gun you know yeah. some of the best acting i've ever seen in my life again so i think best performance <laughs> you got to say rageable taxi driver and deer hunter um kind of underappreciated i would say actually king of comedy re-watching bits of it recently and jackie brown i feel it doesn't get it doesn't get mentioned it's like a, a really i think it's one of tarantino's yeah. best films underrated and i think uh, he's I he does he plays a very under nero like character there you know I, I imagine he plays it's kind of like this guy who used to be something and he's come out of the uh prison he's completely you know probably still a bit institutionalized yeah. and he's he's just lost it you know what yeah. what he once had he's lost it and he just he's just bumbling around that whole yeah. movie you know and i think that was a very great performance and like king comedy i think that must be one of the, watching back some of the scenes I think that was a great role and a, a risk, like a risky role to take at the time. Uh, probably not expected of either of them. Um, Al Pacino. Not as cruising. Oh. <laughs> Some risks don't pay off. Um, <laughs> Dog Day Afternoon, I agree. Godfather and Dog Day Afternoon and Dog for, Godfather Part 2, Part 2, sorry, are his greatest performances in my eyes. I think Dog Day... <laughs> what? What's oh, funny? I don't get it. You said I thought you said tart poo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to rush because you got to travel down here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so dog day afternoon, amazing. That I scene again, like yeah, and the whole scene with the crowd, like you've already spoke about, Steve, was just yeah, goosebumps. Great acting, great art. Um, 
Insomnia and Glen Gary, uh, Glen Ross, I had as underrated performances. Yeah. Also, Panic in Needle Park. I think that was yeah. like his earliest one. I think that was a, a great yeah. one. Um, but yeah, for me, greatest acting, Dog Day, Godfather Part One, Godfather Part Two, uh, underrated, Insomnia, Panic in Needle Park, absolute dog shit, Jack and Jill, um, <laughs> De Niro, yeah, Taxi Driver. Raging Bull, Deer Hunter, just untouchable, uh, underrated, King of Comedy, Jackie Brown, dog shit, fucking Bullwinkle, yeah. And some of the films they've done together after Heat were pretty bad, weren't oh, they? Righteous Kill. Yeah. Isn't there one with Fifty Cent in as well or something? Is that the one with Fifty Cent? Yeah, yeah, awful. Um, yeah, but I mean, like. Ev- Everybody, every, like you look at musical artists, they almost have a peak, don't they? And then after the peak, they're just kind of like an afterthought, aren't they? And the art they make isn't as relevant for the time or the day and age anymore. I think that happens to actors as well. So yeah. you can't judge them on what they've done recently, but when they're in their peak and their prime and you know they're most prolific, they're two of the best that have ever done it. And uh, yeah, we'd be lucky for another De Niro or another Pacino to come around, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. If you guys do have anyone that you think maybe is gives you that feeling that they gave you back in the day that, that is acting now. Maybe I'm not going to say the modern day De Niro and Pacino, but is there anyone like whose film you're like, oh, I have to see it. It's got so-and-so in it. Michael Fassbender, I'd say for me um, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. Anything he was in, I had to, I had to go watch. Even, um, even, um, oh god, what was it? Called? Shame, shame, even shame. I went and watched yeah. that at the cinema on my own, which was a very uncomfortable experience. <laughs> yeah, uh, some piece on the bed. Couple of Jesus Christ, wow. Lovely um, piece, yeah. And um, mine. <laughs> and um, I think I'd say Jake Gyllenhaal for a while there. He kind of, you know, he put, yeah. What was it? He put, call him, he put, um, we call him Great Good and all. Um, yeah, but I, just I think, mean, fuck, pr- prisoners, what, what time you got, Lee? Prisoners, prisoners, like, prisoners, uh, great film, uh, underrated film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not cool, like watch, you said. I'll generally watch anything that's got Jake Gyllenhaal in, or yeah. a, a Denny Villeneuve film. So that's you know, yeah. that ticks. Yeah, I hundred percent. I don't think day, it's. Sorry, Karen. I was just going to say, still to this day, I, I'm just, I'm not quite sure I understand who the killer was in Identity. it's gone over so many heads if if i've learned one thing from you in my life scene it's always it's always if there's a number of suspects but there's one that's a mute it's always the mute (laughs) was that me was that my thought process back then was it it was mystic river it was the it was the it was the kid who doesn't talk identity it was the kid who doesn't talk (laughs) Oh right, yeah. So it's well founded that uh, that um, it's thing. Mute. It's the mute. It's always, it's always the mute. mute, isn't it? Yeah. You can't. They have to express themselves in other ways if they can't talk. Exactly. And Dan, I won't keep yeah. you any any longer. I just wanted to mention two things. Horse don't get a second chance. Good <laughs> <laughs> memory on that one. Um, <laughs> you were taking notes during the oh. Dan as well. You still couldn't. Uh, you still didn't guess who the who the killer was. Um, just a couple of things when you were talking then, Dean, sorry. That just, well, no, I was kind of shunned upon. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said Untouchable. The sorry? Untouchables. We didn't talk about The Untouchables. The Nero in The Untouchables. He's he's brilliant in that film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Deer Hunter. Dick Tracy for Al Pacino. Yeah. I'm just not sure. 
to you, Hunter. <laughs> Dan, you had an amazing Christopher Walken impression back in the day um, of him in the Russian roulette. And it's, our, it's, a vis- it's a visual impression. It's so, a visual and, one, yeah. You I think we could all play that. Out. I'll be uh, one of the Vietnamese, uh, Vietnamese yeah. prisoners. I want to be the one that... Did he know? Did he know? Did he know? Yeah, I can't remember Chris Walken. What was he? He was he, just <laughs> yeah, doing the thing where he's like kind of half crying, half laughing, covering his mouth. And... Yeah, put him onto chamber and like done. Um, but do you remember? Sorry, Dean, do you remember this one? Um, this isn't a De Niro P- Pacino film, but um, are you crazy? We got him killed. <laughs> do you want to go to jail? Yeah, yeah. Is that a blow up? Is yeah, that is that yeah. blow up? Blow out, whatever Blow it's out. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was uh, some wooden acting there from the NYPD guy, wasn't it? And um, another one that's not a De Niro opportunity one. Goddamn right he does! <laughs> Goddamn right he does! That's <laughs> 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 the isn't it? You know what I'm saying, don't you? Goddamn right he does! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you... Morph! 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 Yeah, it's amazing. What a film platoon is as well. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that anyway, was good. Oh, yeah. Came to my, came to my mind there. Um, yeah. Right, I'm gonna let you go because I know that um, you need to um, you need to get going now. But final, just... final, final tallies, final tallies, very close. Uh-huh. So we have Al Pacino got 11 votes across all the. Uh, you two Al Pacino lovers, yeah. And Robert De Niro got 10. Uh, I've let him down. I feel I've let him down. Well, not God really, because I think I'm just looking yeah, back here. You only you only voted for De Niro, uh, Pacino in Scarface and Heat. Yeah. Uh, Some might say yeah. biased. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't think so. I think this. Yeah, no. no. I don't. Carly was way Scarface light. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Dan, who's the who's your favourite? Now we're answering now at the thirty-six. <sighs> Now, I mean, if uh, if a movie came out tomorrow, or two movies came out tomorrow, and it was De Niro and one Pacino and the other, I'd be more inclined to go and watch the De Niro one. Um, but I I still gravitate towards Pacino films from this list. Okay. Uh, no point asking you, Dean. Cause... <laughs> I, oh yeah. No, I um yeah, I just enjoy them both. I don't enjoy one more than the other. Oh yeah, I probably do. But I just think they're both great. Um, I love them both, you know. Um, I just think I probably won't bother watching Russell and Bill see any of them, especially after spending three hours watching The Irishman and watching De Niro uh, apparently stomp on some guy's head, but it looked like he was too scared to put a cigarette out. <laughs> you geriatric fuck. Um, yeah. You can't both legends. That can be the last. Yeah, okay, there you go. I was going to say, can't let that be the last thing you say about De Niro. Um, <laughs> yeah, both legends, and yeah, both. Uh, yeah, giving us all uh, a lot to enjoy over the years. So um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Thank you. Uh, for me, I think I've still got to go Pacino. I've still got that that kind of um, love for him. To, to you know, always connect with him. Too short, yeah. dark-haired, dark-haired guys. Uh, you know, that's, that's about the much as much as the connection goes. Um, Sweat, sweating in a gay bar. Sweating in a gay bar. <laughs> yeah. um, listen, thank you guys so much. Thank you all for your time. Thank you for your time. And yeah, sorry to keep you a little bit, a little bit longer. But um, no, that's Dan's fault with his headphones, really. Uh, well, we can edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. I'll speak to you guys yeah. soon. Right. See you. Cheers, See you in a bit. <laughs>
So a narrow win there for uh, for Al Pacino uh, in the direct head-to-head between him and, and Robert De Niro. Um, as I think we said a lot of times during the um, during the episode, you know, with a lot of the, the films that we mentioned uh, and also those that um, we can't give honourable mentions to, you know, there's a... Um, it's, it's hard to pick between the two, and if you were picking on a different day, your answer might be completely different. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm happy with uh, Al Pacino getting the getting the edge there, and um, yeah, very well, very well deserved. Apologies, Dean. Um, so uh, so yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to, to that episode. A uh, little bit of a different one, obviously a few more F's and Je- well, a lot more F's and Jeffs than than usual, and. Um, uh yeah a lot of different different subjects covered there a lot of repeating topics but i hope everybody enjoyed it um as much as we enjoyed uh, recording it and um yeah uh look forward to uh putting something else out uh soon not sure what that will be but um but yeah it'll be good to uh, kind of get back into the um the habit of getting getting episodes out more more regularly so um so take care everybody uh keep on trucking and speak to you soon thank you